In this bonus episode, we sit down and have a nice, long, hearty discussion about all things Square Enix with it's one of KupoCon's lead members, show. A little bit of background, she is the biggest Final Fantasy XV fan with us literally referring her to the name Dylan Arden constantly. And throughout this conversation, I it's just us laughing and joking and ha- having a tad bit of fun because eh, it's a good thing to just sit back and relax. Now, of course, when you look at this timestamp, you're going to be looking at a four-hour video. I do not expect you to listen to the entire thing. But I was preserving the entire thing just because it felt so right and so natural with everything that's going on. So, without further ado, we jump into a discussion of the most epic proportions with one of the kindest people I have ever met. This is the bonus episode for this season, so I hope you sit back and enjoy as much as you can. Again, I'm not expecting you to listen to it all, but I hope you enjoy it, and I hope you stick with me as we get more things done for the next season. How are you doing, show? I am good. How are you? I think I'm pretty dang good. Oh, uh, well, this is this is definitely unique as being the, what I ultimately determined the last interview for my first group. Um, I think it was, I think it's pretty special to go out with a fan perspective. I, I've heard from the behind the scenes from Liam in, in Georgia. Even heard from the insanity that is Mo's crazy upbringing inside of all of this. Uh, so yeah. yeah, that man is insane. I can definitely tell you. Um, but hearing from a person who just enjoys the ride nine times out of ten, I think would have. W- came to me as being the ultimate way to close this out. Now, hearing from the entire circle. So, I do thank you for being kind of the, the end. It's, it's over after this. Yes. Well, I mean, it's, it's a good way to make a pun out of Final Fantasy. I know, right? For the first time, it's actually final. Well, he was, well, Sakaguchi was trying to make it a pun. And it became 16 games and 30 years later. Uh, this is actually, yeah, I know. I 16 Final Fantasy. So which one is final? None of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, God, I think there's like well, when you count all the side, I think it's like 94 Final Fantasies overall. Yeah. With so, all the side games. Yeah. So which one is final? I don't know. <laughs> So, 94 games later, several movies, about 200 live shows. I think we can't call this Final Fantasy anymore. No. <laughs> 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 or, or in 100 years when they actually do make the last Final Fantasy because they're like, why are we still keeping this going? They're like, 
So what are you going to call it? Final Fantasy 1. <laughs> that'll be the greatest. It, it, it ain't, we, we can finally call it the Final Fantasy. <laughs> oh, that'll be just like a, a big duh. Exactly. exactly. Duh, Final Fantasy. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's, it's ridiculous how deep this game, uh, this well actually goes. And, of course, for people like you and me, we just spend all that, oh, hundreds of dollars on it and enjoy the ride. It, even oh, though yeah. we all should have argued that we should have gotten off a long time ago. Something keeps pulling us back. I was so what, say, I, I'm, I'm not getting off this roller coaster anytime soon. And that's actually what's going to transition into my false question. Tell me about the journey and what keeps pulling you back. <laughs> oh, God. So... My first time playing Final Fantasy was when I was like about seven-ish. My we didn't have a console in the house. Our first console was a PS One. Uh, my dad bought P. Uh, I can't remember if it was Final Fantasy Eight first or Final Fantasy Seven, and he would play them, and me and my brother would watch him play, and then we'd get to play afterwards. And so we went through like the seven, eight, and nine period, and then. I really enjoyed the games, and then 10 was announced, and I was just like, okay, I need to get this. It's the first uh, Final Fantasy on PS2, and I would save all my pocket money, all of my Christmas money, my birthday money, so that I could buy my own PS2, because the PS1 belonged to my dad, and so I could buy the game, and I just... That opening cutscene for an eight-year-old just absolutely blew my mind. Um, and it was just like, oh, that's it. I was gone. Uh, just officially in love with Final Fantasy from that point. And yeah, every game has just pulled me in because each game has its own unique world, its unique characters and its unique story. And you just like, you hear a lot of people going, oh, it's, it's exactly like the previous one. I'm like, no, it's not. It's completely different. <laughs> completely different experience. And like... This is why I, I, I like that each Final Fantasy is different. It's a new adventure every time you play, and you look forward to seeing what adventure is next. Yeah. So. Yep, and everyone has been unique, and each set of characters has its own journey and its own story, which is why I'm like, when you start to compare, it's just like, how can you? Literally impossible. Deliberately chose to make everything unique, and they're like, "Well, Final Fantasy." You literally can't say what's the best Final Fantasy because every single Final Fantasy is different. It is, and and by it being different, it kind of goes to show just the creativity because they're like, "Oh, for sure." Look, if we're not gonna if we're not gonna have this actually be the Final Fantasy when they actually said, "Oh, we need to make a second one," they're like, "At least let's not continue what we did before." So each game is completely playable standalone. It's completely its own thing, and it's always something to behold. Behold. Oh, for sure. Like you, you, you get to learn all the different names in the game, like game industry, who have their chance to try something new, and so it's 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 fun it seeing what. Yeah. 
So, ten was your fault. Why don't well, you? No, uh, ten wasn't my first. Fault, I mean, well, uh, ten was. Let me. Sorry. My first personal know. game playing by myself <laughs> with no other influence. That's what I was trying to get to. Yeah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Gotta let me finish the sentence. Um, I'm terrible um, for this, I'm sorry. You have no idea. I started podcasting to learn how to shut the fuck up. So, you're right. We're in good company. <laughs> we're in good company. Um, So, 10 was the fourth one you bought on your own. Mm-hmm. So since that was the fourth one, you technically played without any excess stimuli, outside stimuli. Um, tell me what parts of it grabbed you? What kept you going? Tell me about your experience with ten. Oh God, I mean, other than the mind-blowing opening cutscene that looked mm. like it was straight out of a movie. Tuzano um, is still one of the most powerful songs and cutscenes in oh video god, game the Oh god, the soundtrack in 10 is unbelievable. Um, the I managed to... song was great. Oh god, yeah, and I, I've been lucky enough to go to Distant Worlds, and I've managed to hear both Tuzanakand and Sujekidane played live, and oh, I just died. I've been to every Distant World because it comes to Chicago, because Oni Vault is from Chicago, so everyone is... To Chicago for the last decade and a half, almost. I've been to the three in London so far. Um, yes. Distant Worlds doesn't seem to like London very much because it sen- tends to skip us every other year. Yet somehow but... you guys got the Neo uh, soundtrack launch party. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> yeah, lo- the, we have had some weird things over the past few years because for the longest time, the UK really didn't get much. Mm-hmm. And then, bam! It was just like, oh, here you have everything. We're just like, yeah. oh, okay, slow down. Here's Neo, here's Kingdom Hearts, here's Final Fantasy, all in the same three years. Yes! <laughs> yeah, we're just like, oh, God. We were not prepared. But, like, oh, because, like, but it's also, like, Ten has such a wide range of characters. Mm-hmm. But, and they're not perfect characters. Like, every character has their own flaw. And so, like, in every, usually in, R, in, like, RPGs, you have overpowered, overemphasized characters. Whereas in, te- like, my understanding of Ten was that they were all unique and they all had issues that they slowly dealt with as the game pro- uh, went on. And, like, I know, like, a lot of people take the mick out of Titus's personality, but I had a great time with him. He made me laugh so much. And... Like, I love Yuna's sincerity throughout it. So it's just like, she was, uh, she seemed like a quiet character, but she was so confident. And even when things seemed bad, she would generally, like, hype everyone up. Like, technically, the whole Tita's laugh scene is because of Yuna. So, but like, I love the contrast between, like, Lulu and Waka um getting to meet Kimari and are uh, just Oren's just cool in the very meaning of the word. Yeah, legitimately in every way type of form Oren is a badass. <laughs> yeah, he's just cool. Um but yeah, like I just ah, oh, it was so much fun and like the different type of weapon styles you had and the the 
play style was quite interesting because it was like it depended on what you as a player chose so like if you wanted to use a big powerful movie it didn't automatically mean that you could do stuff straight afterwards you had to pay a price for it and so like you had to work out what you had wanted to do um to make sure you didn't get kind of screw yourself over (laughs) Like, try and use an overdrive and then realize that the boss has five turns next. Especially when those bosses, especially in the uh, International Edition, hi, Pennant! Yeah, you have ten turns next because it's a 50-minute fight and you just fucked up. Yeah. (laughs) Make such horrible mistakes. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I just just loved the game. Like, it was just such, such... such a jump from nine as well um like nine has a really like quirky style to it um it has a really dark deep story when you look at it but its style is generally quite quirky and then you jump to 10 and it's just like what just happened and yeah no like i know a lot of people don't like blitzball but i was like this is an amazing concept that i really wish existed (laughs) If only we could hold our breath the water for 45 minutes. Well, this is why, like, me and my 14 friends were talking about how they've technically got all of the things they need in 14 now to create Blitzball in the game. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, hmm. Now, ideas can we break thing. the game mechanics enough to do it? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, if if people want it, they'll 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 find a way. <laughs> so Enix is like, what is that? What is that blip on the other solo? Well, it seems like somebody modded Blitzball into the game. How the fuck do they do that one? <laughs> and should we make this an official thing? And since they went that that far to get rid of our anti cheat, to freaking pull this off, maybe. I don't know. Oh, oh, God. This is the thing, like, the Final Fantasy fans are so creative and chaotic. It, it's wonderful. Yes. It is. It, it definitely is. It's definitely a unique thing. So, what happened next? Continue continue your story. So you beat, you played through 10, and I'm assuming that you recently played through the HD remaster. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, I, have, I, had, I have the remasters. Um, it was really fun to kind of see the changes that they made. So, like, they made the backgrounds a bit more high definition and the characters. Um, I mean, like, a lot of people I know that were 10 fans didn't actually realize that Yuna had twin colored eyes yeah. until the remaster came out. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like, it's really interesting the little bits that it's revealed about the game that we haven't played in like 20 years. <laughs> Unless yeah, you're I- like. Yeah, <laughs> manic fan who plays like every other month, like some. <laughs> and, then, and then of course, a lot of people just didn't know that the international version came out only two years after the original. So all oh, of those changes were on the PS2 version, including English language, but it was never released out of Japan. <laughs> well, this is the thing. A similar thing happened with Twelve when we got it. Like we yep. got a different version to Japan's version. We never got the original Zodiac uh, no. job system. So when yep. Zodiac Age came out, it's just like, oh, 
Oh, wow. okay. Live What's the thing. What? Live the thing. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is new. Yes. But. But. Yeah. Know, no. Like. No, you go. No, no, no. Uh, you done? Again, yeah. trying to learn how to cut out. Uh, but it was definitely the aspect of when it came down to it, it was just like because for me, I sought out the other edition because it was like. Something's telling me to Google this, and I'm like... Oh god, yeah. there's so many, though. Like, when you look it up and you're like, Oh, there's this mobile game I never played. Oh, there's this spin-off game I never played. What is this? It's like when you learn about Fortress and Grandmasters, and it's just like, where did these come from? <laughs> Which is why I sat back and I had to legitimately curb my enthusiasm. When it came to like Final Fantasy, because I'm like, I can beat this one easily. And I like a lot of Square Enix properties, and there's a lot of properties. In Sorry, the sound got a little bit jumpy there. I like a lot of Square Enix properties, and Square Enix has a tendency to do this with all of their properties. Have you seen the Kingdom Hearts fandom? They're the reason why they were pissed after waiting 15 years for three. <laughs> oh god, yeah. Yeah, because, yeah. All sorts of thrown here, there, and everywhere. <laughs> exactly. Kingdom Hearts 2, and then we have six other games. Wait, what? I thought there was. Well, three. Oh, it's coming in 2019. Wait, what? <laughs> yes, yeah, oh, like to do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they're just like, don't try and chase after all, all of the spin offs. Uh, it's like. Like, you don't have to play them all. I know. Like, some just of them play you what shouldn't. you want to. Some of them you shouldn't. Final Fantasy Mystic Quest should not exist. And I'm sorry for you guys, because that <laughs> was your Final Fantasy 2. Yeah. Final Fantasy 2. That was Mystic yeah. Quest. We had a lot of questionable things, like what happened with the 6 and the 3. It was just like... Well, I mean, confused we also people got for the, so long. Well, all, well, that's you. We had four in six being confused. Think about oh, it. God. All the lead schedule was one, four, six, which was yeah. listed, which was three in Japan, and we're like, so basically, no matter which way you look at it, this shit's out of order, because now you have one, four, three. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I, I never even realized how early we had six. Mm -hmm. Like, because of course, like, seven was the big hit. In the no. West, and okay. yeah, that's an understatement. <laughs> I'm like, as that, Mo, that definitely as, brought Final Fantasy on the map. As Mo um, would tell you, understatement of the fucking year. Yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> um, like, not many people realize we did have six. It's just that it, we didn't really know about it. And like, it wasn't marketed correctly. Again, yeah, in America, so it was one four, which was two. And then six, which was three. Like, wait a minute. You Not only are you skipping two massive well, entries in the I'm, series. I'm, I'm trying to remember back. I think it's because there were some of the games that they generally didn't think the West would like. Yes. And then they released so, them. And we yeah, And then them. they were just like, ah, oh, screw it. Just eat them into the wild and pray for the best. And <laughs> they did. Because five advance was fine. And three well, on the DS was fine. Yeah, this is partly why I'm excited for 16, because not only have you got Yoshi P as the producer, yeah. you the director is not only the one who did uh, Last Remnant, but they were on the FF5 team. 
mm-hmm. and the Final Fantasy V uh, adv- uh, advanced team. Yeah. Uh, they have special notes in FF2, but I don't know what they did on that. But, yeah, so it's just Everybody like, forgets FF2, because FF2 was a ridiculously broken video game. Oh, God, yeah. Dude, we <laughs> all forget FF2. I immediately gave up my attempt to play through it when in the first five minutes you can meet encounter a level 78 giant, which I'm like, I am glad they fixed that, but that also means that I'm never going to fucking play hey, this game because that was a mistake, all because I walked two inches down on a very slippery DSD, uh, D-pad. Yeah, no. I don't know who oh finished God. that I, game. I, I think, like, I think that the dinosaur that you encounter at the beginning of 12 is, like, a nod back to that. Uh-huh. Because there, it, when you first go out into the world in 12, there's this dinosaur in the distance, and you're like, oh, it won't be that bad. You walk over, and you just get absolutely annihilated. Annihilated. <laughs> and it's just like, what just happened? Yeah. I will never Sounds be like... playing through any time soon, mainly because of... You don't know. At least you can see the dinosaur in twelve. This is yeah. There's the, no warning. This is the, yes, there was no fucking warning. <laughs> no fucking uh. warning. You just die, and you pray for the best. But nine times out of ten, you're gonna die, and then you have to do the entirety of the intro again. And I'm like, yeah, nah. Whoever beat this game, congratulations. No. <laughs> And then you release three, which that's is the greatest. Yeah. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like each, it, that's part of what makes every game unique. Like yeah, you're gonna come to a game that like doesn't sit well with you, mm-hmm. but it still sit great with someone else. I know, I know. Which is why when so, I was at KuboCon 2019, it was hilarious because I was like, I respect that you decided to go. Oh, as the uh, um, as guy from Final Fantasy II. But you do understand that that game is just completely broken. It's like, yes, I know, I know what I'm. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. like, we all understand that that game is just completely. Yeah, the thing is, like, the 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 thing in the community that people don't seem to forget is that many people know the faults of their own their favorite yes. game. Yes, like they, they know them. Which is why um, they can always walk around and just laugh at it. So like when people yeah, walk up to me and say, you do know 13 is just a hallway. Yes, I do understand that 13 is just a hallway. But I also, you do know that too, you can't beat because you can't fuck up and get inside yeah, of a reset. Yeah, thing. Every, every, every <laughs> Final Fantasy has its pros and cons. Yes. So. Except everybody seems to just forget about seven cons and that's why, why Square Enix is injecting the most amount of money in any of their franchises into that thing. Out of it's every a, well, one of their It's a difficult franchises. one, because there's actually, there's a, you'd, you'd be surprised how much of the community don't actually like Seven. A uh, very big community, you uh, like to call Seven overrated. Um, but it's just, it's very similar to the Fifteen fandom. The Seven fandom just happened to be louder. So, like, there's a lot of 8 fans, there's a lot of 9 fans, there's, there, there's a lot of fans of different Final Fantasy, but it just depends on how loud you are as a group. Yeah. And in this case, the 7 fandom just happened to be the loudest and yeah. the craziest. But if you think about it from the other aspect, Square Enix is injecting all of their extra cash into 7. There has not been a remake of any of the other video games. There hasn't been as yeah, many you, as side games. They're placing, they're placing their bets on their best one. 
So because Seven but... is the most popular Final Fantasy, they're like, right, let's try this remake thing. Mm-hmm. We'll try it with the most popular one, because then if it fails with the most popular one, then there's no point doing the rest of them. That, that so... is true. But if you want to call it their most popular one, I think their most popular one is still Six Flash 3, depending on which side of the world you're on. One, because that is the one I hear the most about. I hear more about oh, Six sure. than I do Seven. And Six doesn't even have a 3D version at all. We're not thinking about the same version. Do not say that shit. We all know that shit was horrible. Six does oh, not no, have it. a 3D version at all. Whoa. Oh, no, it doesn't. So, like, but I, I think like uh, literally a lot of it comes down to a lot of people love six. Yes. But you don't see many people shout about it. Like it's one no. of those things where if it comes up in conversation, it comes up in conversation. That's true. Well, um, everybody will kill you if you don't say Final Fantasy VII. They're going, latest thing ever, smoke it. Yeah. Or- so the the seven fandom just happened to be louder, and it's not necessarily a good or a bad thing. It's just no, that. Just- yeah, I, I like I was I was talking to friends the other day and I was saying like because recently there was a 15 rewind hashtag mm-hmm. and there were some people that didn't like it. Um, and I said, look, if you want to do your own thing, go for it. You want to make an FF7 rewind tag? Go for it. If you want to make an FF6 rewind tag, go for it. There is nothing stopping you. Scream about your favorite Final Fantasy till the cows come home. There is literally nothing stopping you. And that's the thing, like, I, I wish the Final Fantasy community would be louder with each other about their favourite Final Fantasies. Like, instead of all this, like, oh, your game sucks, or your game's the worst, or... As a 15 fan, I've had every, heard every decorative name under the sun. Oh, of course! Um... <laughs> you mean that fucking boys club that has no story? Have you played 15? Probably not. Nine times out of ten, the people... Yeah, all the dogs. I had, I, like, a friend was, like, holding me back uh, from, like, writing a nasty email because, like, someone said, oh, Arden was a one-trick pony, and I'm like, what you say? <laughs> Fight me! Fight me, bitch! Fight me! <laughs> <sighs> but I, I know he, he's, a, he's a difficult character anyway, so I'm like, if you don't sit well with him, you don't sit well with him. It's, it's everyone's perspective at the end of the day. I mean... So, Ironically enough, as much as I like 13 and the 13 trilogy, the Tabata trilogy is pretty much of the other half of the Fabula Novara Crystallis series. Yeah, oh, I I was not too big on 13, admittedly. The characters just didn't sit with me. It was nothing What'd you say, bitch? No, I'm just playing. I didn't, no, no, I just said they didn't sit with me, I know, that's all. I know, I know. I do that's love why, Saz. That, I, I, I think Saz is great. That's um, why I went angry, that's why I went stupid angry fandom. I wanted to make the joke. Oh, yeah, oh, that's the thing, it's like me. Exactly. It's like when someone says Arden's a terrible villain, I'm like, how dare you? you. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> you didn't sit well with fucking lightning, how dare you? And I'm like, it is what it is. I like, but the thing is, I adore the lore of it. Like, mm. 13's lore is amazing. Um, and like, I, I loved type zero because it connects to the fabulon of Crystallis law. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like, and that's why I was originally following the verses to 15 development from 2006, because of course it was originally intended to be part of the fabulon over Crystallis law. 
and so arguably it's still like, oh it's very different now very different uh yeah. 15 is basically a completely different game um you don't really classify them in the same thing anymore you don't classify them in the same thing but that's if you depending on which side you look because yeah, it, it, it's, a, it's a very complicated situation that unfortunately will not really be resolved, I feel. At all, because we're on 16, Final Fantasy VII Remake, and Kingdom Hearts 4. Square yeah, Zango and so, <laughs> it's fine, it's fine. We'll just enjoy what we have. Yes. Uh, like, but yeah, I'm, but I'm, I'm so hyped for 16. Like, I, I so think hyped. we are, uh, as I stated... I just dropped $200 on Neo Replicant. I am about to drop another 80 on Life is Strange. Yeah. Is it's a definite, like... For the next three years. And then, of course, I am going to get Integrate when I get a PS5. Square Enix yeah, just, sure. Square Enix at this point just has my money. Oh, <laughs> what? I mean, like, it's just one of those things that, like, I hate you, but I love you. Just take my money. Exactly. Shut up and take my money. That's what we say in the <laughs> Shut up and take my money. Take... Why do you do this to me? Exactly. It's just like, there are so many like, problems oh. I could criticize you on. And then when everybody was like, well, Square Enix isn't that good. Do you remember Mind Deck? And I always have to argue with them. That was their publishing company. Yes, there are what? plenty of bad, com- bad decisions out of their publishing company. For Strike, well, it's not just that, like, deck. the people, no, people do I... forget that a lot of the Final Fantasies have had development issues. That's like, true. 12, at, at the time, actually hold, held a Guinness World Record for the longest development time. Yep. And so it's just, like, every, every each Final Fantasy has had its uh, issues. Seven was rushed. I mean, no, eight was six months. Of development time, a lot of mm. copy and pasted assets from seven, and because they developed them parallel to each other, not copy and paste, but they've developed things parallel to each other. Oh god, so yeah, they, they, they. Oh, yeah, I do wish they'd stop that, but I kind of can't stop them doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, concentrate on one game at a time, please. And now they're concentrating <laughs> on. They are concentrating on one game at a time, but you now you have to remember, be careful what you wish for. Because now they're only concentrating on the seven and all the lore around it. But that still means they're making four games at the same time. But now they all have Final Fantasy VII on the battle. <laughs> well, I suppose that's why they've got the different divisions in it. Exactly. I mean, I, I, I'm looking forward to Forspoken. Like, I've been psyched for Project Astia ever since the first trailer was announced. We all have, mainly because they did it. Look. They finally said, okay, we just spent $1.2 billion developing yet another game engine for one project. Yeah, I know. I'm, it's so good to see them finally using Luminous Productions again. And so it's just like, Look, I bet yay, you, this like, is a stunning oh. engine. I'm so glad to see you finally use it again. <laughs> because remember, knowing them, they probably would have did what they did with 13. We just spent $1.2 billion making the Crystal Tools. Let's get rid of them and start production on Luminous Engine. <laughs> what you just hold on? An engine. <laughs> well, I mean, it, w- it was a nice try. Just unfortunately, they took a bit on, they took a bit too much on than they could handle. So, That's Square Enix I- in a nutshell. 
build the yeah. Well, I think, like, because at the time you had 1.0, which was failing. Um, they pulled a lot of people off the Versus team to, like, help 1.0 and then the 13 project. And then I'm trying to remember, like, there was another one at the time that was pulling a lot of people off, but it wasn't Final Fantasy. I can't remember what it was. Um, so at the time, loads of the teams got splintered everywhere. And so that was a bit really difficult time for screenings in general. Because, like, trying to balance all this stuff, they're trying to stop Final Fantasy fourteen going under, and it's just like... Uh, Ironically enough, by doing all of that, they only doomed Final Fantasy fourteen, Because remember, Final Fantasy fourteen was also forced to use the quest controls at the beginning, and that's why Yoshi P came in and said, So, uh, you want me to fix Final Fantasy fourteen? Yeah, what's your plan on doing it? Bahamut destroying everything. And that's how we get the beginning of the Wrong Reborn. I, I, I love I love that concept. That was great. No, I love the fact that that he did that. That he was ballsy enough to say, "No, we're fucking destroying it." Nope, nope, you are not keeping this up. Uh, Well, this is the thing. Like, I, I, I know I don't play many MMOs, but in my knowledge, it was the first MMO to do that to a player group, like Mm -hmm. to actually give their characters an ending per se. Yep. So it's just like. Like watching old playthroughs of 1.0's ending is yeah. is is very haunting, because it's just like they have that whole scene and they can see Dalamud and it's just it's just insane watching from the player's point of view, mm-hmm. and then you get the whole cutscene with the flames of truth and then that becomes the opening cutscene of so you know, uh, 2.0. Yeah, we're it was and like, it's just like oh, it's, no, it's really I... nice to look back and think that they made that for them. Exactly. They did a full-fledged thing and said, no, we're actually going to destroy the world. Are you fucking kidding? No, we're not. Yeah, like, you not, like yeah, rather than just delete everyone and just yeah, pretend and it never happened, exactly. they gave everyone an actual ending. Exactly. Hey, like, so it was no, quite cool. It was quite yeah, cool. And that's um, probably why a lot of people came back for 2.0. Like, okay, let's see what happens. <laughs> if you're going to do all this, what happens next? <laughs> But yeah, no, it was still hilarious that they did it in general. Like, ah, Muhammad destroying us. Yes, that's how we're going to end it. <laughs> I, um, I remember because, like, when I saw it, Muhammad was, like, my favorite summon in 10. And so having him in 14 as the villain, and it's just like, what are you doing? Stop. Yep. <laughs> For, because oh. because <laughs> nobody at that point really remembers all of the history of the summons and the fact that Muhammad's actually evil. He's a great friend, but he's actually tactically mm. evil. That's why he's evil. Oh, yeah, he's a jerk. Like, it's why it's really funny that they made him so obnoxious in 15. Because mm-hmm. it's just like, ah, oh, this is literally how he would be if he was human. Interesting. Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't give a fuck about you, Noctis. You can come in. Yeah, I'm like, I'm still doing my own thing. It's fine. I'm, going fuck, it's fine. I'm still your god. You still have to handle me. <laughs> so... <laughs> It's like it's it's so fitting. It's so fitting. Yeah. But I'm mean, I'm it's why I'm interested to see how they do Bahama in sixteen. Um whether they follow the same idea. I don't know. They're, all of those like everything that is fifteen is uniquely Tabata. And Tabata left. <laughs> so I don't know if they're going yeah. to keep any of what Tabata did. Outside of the luminous well, vision, they kept all of the money yeah, he invested yeah, no, into I mean, the fucking I mean, story-wise, like... Yeah, um, we all story mean story-wise. Wise. I was just making that. 
clear, but I don't think they're going, I don't know what they're going to do with Tabata's entries because a lot of people, even inside the team, will divide. His, his game's got dark, man. <laughs> yeah, and some people hated Just it. Just a tad. Just a tad. Some people hated it. Oh, I loved it. Type Zero's ending was beautiful, and Don't I died. Don't spoil it for me. No, I'm not going to tell you what happens. I'm just going to say that it was stunning, and I was just like, square. Wow, that was a move to pull. I made it to Chapter 8 on the original PSP because I modded my PSP to play the English version. Then I modded my Perfect. PS3 when I figured out that you could play the PSP version on the PS3. Um. Then... Yeah. yeah, yeah, you could do that before the HD remake came out. They found a way to uh, launch PSP titles because Square Enix, to get the minis ported over to work on both, they're literally just, they just literally wrote a PSP uh, for, the PS3, okay. for the PS3. Because the PS3 and the PSP sailed so much alike. Yeah. So it's just like, fine. But it only worked, obviously, on certain games and certain things. But yeah. there's a lot more games than I would think Think that can run under that emulator. So well, I mean, like, PSP's games were impressive by themselves. Like, I remember being blown away by Crisis Core. We all were. Like, I'm like, this is tiny. This is on this tiny little screen. And I'm just like, why does this look like a full HD I know, movie? I know you don't. Um, I know, I know you're not going to do all the work to get it running on your PS3. But go and watch some HD footage from the PS3. All of the okay. HD settings that were in the PS3 emulator make the game look ten times better on the PS3. Okay, I will. Ha- I will have a. I will have a so, mosey. Yes. So it is. That, yeah. They. Sony's in the PS3 was doomed by its own ambition, basically. Oh, we were. Well, the PS3 engine was so limited. I. I it's such a shame. Because there were so many good titles that came out, but they just got buried by the PS3's limited power. No, it wasn't limited power. It was too much power. Yeah, sorry, limited capacity in regards to using it. Well, it's not limited capacity if nobody knew how to fucking use it. Obviously, Naughty Dog knew how to use it. That's how you can get Uncharted 3 and Last of Us shoved out of that hardware. But everybody else complained because it technically had four... It had eight different processors. So it's yeah. like, which one do we write for? All of them. If you was how how, how, how quickly do you want your PlayStation to sound like an aer- taking, airplane taking off? Well, actually, The Last of Us didn't make my PlayStation Slim sound like an airplane taking off. That's the thing. If you uh, I have the bulky it, one, so I mine know, but sounds the, terrible. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it, sound, it sounds terrible, but that's because everything is running off of one of the PlayStation processors, which means that it's overheating faster. Mm. I like how you're doing exactly what I do and just drink two liter, drink the two liter straight out of the bottle. <laughs> it's just easier and safe washing up. Exactly. Safe washing Plus, up I'm upstairs and we can't go downstairs in a minute, so. so yeah. But it's definitely the aspect of they. It just was too complicated. But hey. Mm. Within that complication, you can run PSP, PS1, PS2, and PS3 games all off the same system. <laughs> we won't talk about that in the PS4 and the PS5. 
Yeah, it doesn't exist. Sorry. Backward compatibility. And we're like, but the PlayStation 3 could pull that off all in software. Because remember, it was still able to run all of those games. Yeah. Even when they removed the PS2 hardware. I mean, I, I get why. I do get why. It's just a shame. Yes. Um... Like, I really do wish I could play my old games on the PS4 and the PS5 and save having them all out. But at the same time, it does look cool to have them all out. Oh, um, I, I collect. I, I have. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I agree with you. But on the well, it's like, I, I have this weird tradition. I have, uh, basically, because of where my first Final Fantasies were, 789 on the PS1 with my dad, and my personal was getting the PS2 and getting 10. Every time I've gotten a new PS, it has been for the main next main title, oh, Final Fantasy. Yep, of Final Fantasy. Yeah, so I've got the PS3 for 13. I got the PS4 for 15. I'm going to get the PS5 for 16. For 16. Yeah, so it's just like it's tradition at this point. <laughs> but it's like I, I'm pretty much the same thing. PlayStation has become my JRPG machine. In yeah. Where else are you gonna do this? Uh, well, it's like, most Final Fantasies don't come out on Xbox straight away anyway. So, and I am impatient as heck and don't want to wait. <laughs> so, I mean, I can understand why Sony have been selling them cash since the PS1. In oh, yeah, seven. for sure. <laughs> like, they have their partnerships to take care of. Exactly. So, <laughs> but, um, yeah, no. Like, I always have this weird thing in my head that PlayStation's for RPGs and Xboxes for FPS. Like, I don't know why, but I just have that visual in my head. I do too, which is why I'll be quick to play Doom Eternal on my PC. But even though I bought Tales of Vesphalia on my PC, I'm not. I'm gonna buy it again on the PlayStation. <laughs> oh yeah. What's the thing? The only PC game I play uh, is 14 and Age of Empires, but I don't really know if you can count that. <laughs> How do you not count that as a PC game? Think about that for two seconds. Because uh, me and my friends just use it when we're wanting to vent and build walls and things. But okay, Donald Trump. No, I'm just fucking. <laughs> <laughs> it's become a running joke with my friends because all I want to do is fence myself in and be like, "No, don't attack me, please." So basically, this is so basically you need a, you need a safe space for all of your emotions. So you literally yeah. build a wall. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm going to keep all of my resources in here, leave me alone, I'm going to build my little utopia. Yeah. Um, like, if they ever, like, I tried the 15 uh, New Empire thing, but it wasn't really the style that I like. But it was also hey, not produced. Look, I don't know how Tabata really nice was able cut to scenes on that game. Really? Because I don't know how That's Tabata funny. sold. I don't know how Tabata sold. Square Enix. On that type of game, I I still don't know. Like uh, I would love to know what was going through their head, to be honest. But it was a uh, it's really weird because the game is basically a, a, a copy gotcha. of another version. It just you get cutscenes that are fifteen, and some of the cutscenes are just on point. Um, like their Twitter is very active. Um, they're always like celebrating their birthdays and things like that. Um. But yeah, so like I'm just like trying to imagine what a general Final Fantasy Age of Empires would be. Like that would be hilarious. No. <laughs> like the way you could choose like the Britons and the Aztecs and that. Like just imagine Final Fantasy Eight, Final Fantasy Nine, like all those different worlds, just building I mean, your own empire. I mean, 
I think that'll be fun. <laughs> I do too, actually. You know what? Screw Age of Empires. I would go more. I would go like a Starcraft. I would love oh, to just see yeah, a swarm sure. of like foot sold of like of uh, like Magitek soldiers at your command. <laughs> and, and, I love the circle. And um or a battlefront. And I'm not talking about the current EA shit. I'm talking about the old original battlefront. I don't know. I didn't play Battlefront, so I don't really know that one. Um I played like Command and Conquer and stuff like that. Um but not not Battlefront. It was a to describe it lightly, it was basically what if you controlled one of the units from a Starcraft or an uh, Age of Empire type setting. So instead of having everything in as your as your overlord, basically, you're actually commanding one of the layered co- group while everything else is going around around you. So you play okay. everything, and yeah. then you jump in in a full yeah. force invade. Um, okay. So yeah, it was it was a beautiful concept. We all loved it. EA fucked up because they named the new one that, and they did nothing. I think that happens a lot, though. Like, they have to be so uh, careful with IPs and things like that, because if you come across the same name, like, there was a, you know, Forspoken, um, there was a big conspiracy not long ago that that was the name of Final Fantasy XIV's expansion, the Mm -hmm. 6.0 expansion. Um, Of course, it's not. It's Endwalker. But, um, yeah, so, like, it's it's, uh, funny how different names end up crossing over with different groups yeah and it also but it also doesn't help that they were both from star wars as if people yeah i can imagine a lot of people getting real confused it wasn't confused they were pissed they were like oh cool so this is gonna be a modern retake of what pandemic did back in the day no 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 (laughs) not at all because that's what they were selling it as too yeah it's difficult marketing teams suck in every way shape and form know who I was talking to this about, but we got to a point of marketing teams are losing their because they will oversell and under deliver. Hi, Cyberpunk 2077. Your marketing team sold that game. And the developers are sitting back and saying, shut the fuck up. Yeah, like Cyberpunk Uh, is a difficult one because like you had the fans asking for the game to be out. Like, they wanted it out. They didn't care what anyone said. They wanted the game out as it was. And it was not ready. No one else. No, so it's just like, and so the developers, like, put it off, put it off, put it off. Like, both because of the pandemic, but also because, like, it's not ready. Um, And then they finally, like, fine, fine, we give up. Put it out there to everyone. And then everyone's just like, wait, what is this? And it's just like, yeah, yeah. This is why you give them all the time that they need. Like, I know that it takes a lot longer to develop games now, because like, especially for Final Fantasy fans, we we had a point where we had a Final Fantasy every, out every year. Um, Two Final Fantasy outs every year and one side game. So yeah, if you look so, at 95, you had Chrono Trigger, Secret of Man, and uh, Final Fantasy VI and Final Fantasy VII. Yes. In and the same that, year. Well, no, Final Fantasy VII and Final uh, Fantasy VIII. Sorry, I said that back. Yeah. And uh, I think uh, 12 was 2002. 
Eleven was two thousand four, five, one of the two. Two thousand three, uh, if you look at the beta. Yeah, and then you had 13 out in 2006 or 7, was it? No, yeah. Uh, oh, oh, 2009, sorry, yeah, my time oh, yeah. my time thing is really off. Um, and so it's just like, the, the time period slowly got longer and longer, and a lot of that was because of the change in engines and the, the switch over to consoles. So, like, PS1 games took a lot less time to develop, uh, whereas... Which is why they I, could develop a PS1 game and three NES games at the same damn time. Yeah. Whereas now, it, the, like, can you imagine like all of the pixels and everything that it takes to create all of the scenes and that? Like, I have friends who use Blender tools and things like that to create uh, digital art pieces, yeah. uh, which are similar to what you'd use in video games. I know. No, and, they're not similar. They're the exact same. A lot. Of, yeah, and so it's just like... Yeah, and uh, can you imagine, like, seeing how long it takes them just to render those poses? Which is why I get pissed off, because I'm like, as a person who likes the back end and who's trying to become a composer, so I started droning all of this, I'm like, you guys don't understand how every change you guys complain about is about 12 months of development time, because you have to then re-render everything, edit yeah, everything, Yeah, it, it, it's a lot to sort out. <laughs> It's like, like, it's like really, um, where, there, there's a book that came out, and I know I do talk a lot, 15 a lot, so bear with me. Um, I love 15, keep talking. Well, 15 uh, brought out a book uh, yeah, all about I the know. AI of 15. Oh, and I, really? I need to get this. It's Japanese only, um, and I'm, I'm really, yeah, like, I, I, I cry consistently. I know, um, I but we're hoping that with the dawn of the future sales and with the sales of the new official works that they yeah. translated three years later. Um, I that mean, hey, so calm down. As a 13 fan, I finally got episode I and episode uh, yeah, slowly. I2 we're getting in there. 2019. Yeah, it I think was Square Enix. Uh, they died. <laughs> yeah, because they got this Square Enix manga and book section, which is yeah. starting to do more and more of the books over here. Because they finally saw, like, oh, these guys will literally buy anything. Here's yeah, the we'll lanyard. Like, Wait a minute. Here's the lanyard. Exactly. Our exactly. And we yeah. and we will clearly do it because then we go over to the website. And me and my friend laugh about this all the time. Who is gonna pay two thousand dollars for a figurine? I will. Shut up and take my money. And I'm like, oh look, right. We don't talk about figurines because I'm I'm half on a boycott with Square Enix figurines because until they make an Arden one, I'm 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 just I, I, I it's unacceptable. Look. <laughs> Hey, look, they didn't make too many villains at all. You don't. Sephiroth has three. <laughs> what did we say about Final Fantasy VII? Bitch, what did we say know, about Final I know, Fantasy VII? I know, I know. I'm messing, I'm messing. Man, I know you are. Um, I know you are. I one can hope, thing. okay? <laughs> we already know they get... Yeah, we, we, we know it. We can Final always uh, uh, hope, though. Um, look, Final Sephiroth has three. I, I think Sephiroth has three. No, Sephiroth has four, sorry. Sephiroth has four. Oh, it's four. It is four. Sephiroth has four, Caius has zero. Think about it that way. And that's my favorite villain. So, that's the same universe. Yeah. I just want one. I just want I, one. You don't Give think I just want one? You just don't think I... I, <laughs> I just want one. one. <laughs> Even if so, it's an itty bitty little one. I know, right? But it's the aspect of... They figured out that we would spend money on anything. 
which is yeah, why they like, have we, so many of us are like just take our money man <laughs> just just please every time i walk into a kubo con oh yeah i spent five thousand dollars on square enix mods really yep yep and then but I this is the thing why KupoCon is amazing in, in a different way to not only the fact yes. of KupoCon itself, yes. um, but it's also like it's the go-to place to get Final Fantasy stuff because all of the artists are selling Final Fantasy stuff. The event team themselves are selling uh, Final Fantasy themed things. And it's just like... be great is if one day they did an April Fool's joke and everything was like, here's KupoCon, t- April Fool's 2019, and then it's like... Why is everything in your Kingdom Hearts? Because with, with those guys from Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I mean, like, as cool as it was, I think Disney would have a few things to say. Well, then fine. What if we did another Square Enix property like Neo? Oh, God, yeah. Like, Yoko Taro would have a field day. Exactly. Yoko Taro would have a field day. Like, like just give him t-shirts. Just, just give him, give him t-shirts with uh, yeah, them. Exactly. It'll be fine. Like, t-shirts with Chubi on, and he'll be, he'll be set. I know, and it's always funny because he literally made the joke. Like, I am being... Well, that gif when... is my favorite thing on the planet. Uh, oh, the one where he's rolling around inside of a teacher? Yeah, like, <laughs> I love that gif so much. But my, my, favorite, my favorite joke from him was he was sitting down trying to beg people to buy Neo Automata. Yeah. He was like, I'm screwed. Sony has Horizon Zero Dawn in The Last of Us uh, Remastered. My own parent fucking company is releasing um, Atlas. No, wait. He said Atlas, which works with my parent company, is releasing Persona 5. And my own parent company is releasing a Final Fantasy XIV update. All at the same month that I'm releasing my game. Please. Anyone. Yeah, but that that year was painful anyway. So many big titles came in uh, that year. 2017 was like. Look, we're just gonna rape your wallet right now. <laughs> Give up. You're not gonna come out. Just done. It was, it was literally like fall, fall of 2016 to like summer of 2017 was just generally insane in every yeah. possible way. And then um, I remember reading a tweet, and then it was just like, only me still warlord. What's my goal? Like, how? Where are the second Resident Evil remake? So what's my I'm like, where does my money go? Just Just think of it as a like it's it's a break period to save up for all the games that you're going to buy very shortly. Yeah, exactly. Because it's definitely the aspect of it isn't gonna be anything. I don't know. It's yeah, January of of any year. Just like yeah, goodbye to all of your money. Just goodbye. Yeah, God, Christmas every every year is a nightmare for games. But yeah, no, it's always fun. I I'm looking forward to because uh, yeah, speaking of horror, I'm waiting for them to announce the localization for reincarnation. So uh, reincarnation. Well, you, do the... know, you do know this is a Square Enix mobile title. It took. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I follow them it on took Twitter. Unchained key, eight years to show up. So, yeah, well, they're, they're working hard, like, they're, they are try- genuinely trying to get the localization for reincarnation out pretty quick, because I think with the popularity of Sinoalis, they didn't think it would do as well over here as, the, as it did, um, like, Sinoalis just rocketed, um, and then so... it was cancelled by the time I actually got onto my radar, and I got fucked, because now I 
can't play it anymore. What? Still no Alice. Still no Alice. It's still going. It is. Yeah, my friend plays it. I've still got it on my phone. I, I've and I've been on, I play too many mobile games at the same time, so I switch yeah. between the two, and I'm on a break from Cinema Alice. Cinema Alice is still going. Yeah, Cinema Alice is still going. Oh shit! I have an idea how much it is. Are you sure you're not thinking of the Eleven mobile game that was going to come out because that was cancelled? No, I was thinking about the fucking. Uh... Oh, Mo oh, what did you think of Mobius? Terror Battle. Ah, oh, Terror Battle. Right, fair, fair. Yeah. Which is. Which saddened me because I finally got around to the Terror Battle collaboration in 15, and I'm like, Oh, that's so fun! That is like, I, 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 I love that little section. And it's like, shit, for the people who played this game, it would have been fucking amazing. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> well, this is why I've, I've got my fingers crossed that Fantasian is going to come out on Android. Because it's only on Apple Arcade uh, for now, and of course I can't play that because I don't own anything Apple. Um, this is where I would say stop. It costs less than fifty dollars, which you're gonna spend on something else by Square Enix anyway, because all of them or starts at fifty dollars. And just buy an old iPhone for it. All you need to yes, do is just download but, it. But Terror Battle came onto Android. And thus I can keep my fingers yes. crossed that Fantasia come onto Android. And then it died. Remember, it came on to Android, and then almost a year later, it was dead. So, yeah, but Fantasia is different. Like, I, I, I don't know if you've been following um, Sakaguchi's Twitter. I have, and it's I looking. also understand. But last I checked, I think Apple is paying for XP. Yeah, that's, this is the thing. I'm like, I want it to be on Android, but when I heard about Apple paying for it, and I'm like, ah, this is probably not going to come on Android. I mean, it, I mean, think about it. Platinum, <laughs> Platinum, Platinum gets free to make whatever game they want. Bayonetta is a Nintendo exclusive. Mm. <laughs> they can still make that, games that, that's, that's for every other company. You, so. What did you say? What? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm excited for it. Like the idea of a diorama background rather than pre-rendered is it's it's just really cool to me. Um, like seeing all the screenshots that they've had. Uh, I don't know a lot about the battle system yet, but it's looking very similar to Ten, where like what happens next depends on what you do. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited for it. I'm even if it's gonna be me watching pe other people's playthroughs. <laughs> Oh, uh, you don't have a Switch yet? I do not have a Switch, no. It is sad times. I uh, have to, I've, I've basically had to make a choice of do I get a PS5 or do I get a Switch? And because I don't know 16's release date yet, I'm having to wait. Also, I had to get a new laptop in November, so that's holding me back a bit. <laughs> huh. Oh. <laughs> it's just like there's just like so many it's hard to keep up it's like i i have to be careful because if i have to have a genuine reason to buy the consoles now because i've made too many mistakes before of getting consoles for things that ended up not being too great because like i bought a 3ds for kingdom hearts uh dream drop distance and as much as I love Kingdom Hearts, I didn't like the game. 
And then I realized that there was no other games really on the 3DS that interested me as much. I, I, I just didn't... I... So wait, you do understand that at the time you could pick up Final Fantasy 3. Chrono yeah. Um, what you gonna, I already had them on my phone, though. No. About the phone bargain? You want a real man? About the fucking phone bargain? Get away from me! <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it was more like, I, I told myself, like, right, you need to come up with a big list of reasons to buy a console that expensive. Um, because, like, uh, at the time, this like, the 3DSs were still a lot of money. Um... And so, luckily, I I have other ways of getting consoles and things now. There's a lot of, like, pay-monthly things that you can do now to get more expensive things. So, whereas... Layaway is great for us poor people. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, thank God. Because saving doesn't work in my house. You think? <laughs> yeah, especially, like, when 15 keep bringing out new books. Uh... <laughs> I uh, kind of splurged and bought the limited edition of the official works, and yeah, it's worth it, but Which means expensive. that I'm about to explore. Look, I'm about to drop $200 on Neo Replicant, and then I'm going to drop 80 more to get the CD so I don't have to crack open the CD that comes with the game, and I'm going to buy it digitally. You think I'm not wasting $300 to buy the same game twice? I oh yeah, for sure. Copies. I well, I mean, like, I, I have the original Final Fantasies on the PSP as well, so... I also have them on the PSP. Yeah, so I was, I like, have... I was at a point where I was like, right, I already have these games, so is it really worth me buying an entire new console for games I already own rather than saving for a console for a new game that's coming out? Mm -hmm. Like, that was the logic I had at the time. Mm -hmm. So, like, I, I already have one and two on PSP. I have a lot of the games that I have either on the PSP or on mobile phone or, like, a um, couple of the anthologies and things, um, like, on the original DS. So it's just, like, there wasn't, well, I realized yep, there wasn't much reason the... for me to get it. Official World Collector's Edition, and I have to get Amano's. I'm still going to get Amano's, but it's still out there. So that was four hundred more dollars to store in his pocket. Yeah, I have to like I still mean to I still still meaning to get the Encyclopedia Eorzea, but you can't get the first volume anymore, which is really depressing. Actually you can. eBay has it, but it's probably two hundred dollars more than it should be. This is true. I'm still trying to get hold of the celebration box of the Dawn of the Future novel, but yeah, extortionate prices. I want it, but not that much. Like I think they're going for like three hundred pounds is insane. Which is like five hundred dollars. But I mean, <laughs> look, I have watched the lightning box come and go so many times. I've been like, yes, I want it. No, I'm not paying $500. I also, because I have now have the white edition officially released for Neil mm. Replicant. Yeah. And guess what's going to forever haunt my dreams? The black box edition of Neil Replicant. <laughs> Well, you, you knew you knew there was going to be two versions, okay? You knew there was no, going to be. I, I mean, look, I looked at it, and I had the money, and it was available for pre-order, but I did not know shit about Neo. So then I was like, you know what? I'm going to go with, because back then, Amazon was still giving discounts for pre-order. So I'm like, okay, fine. I'll make 40 I'm like, I'll, I'll cave. Take, I'll cave, and I'll take the risk. 
Well, this is why, like, I'm, I'm really, like, they were talking about doing uh, Gestalt DLC, because I prefer Gestalt to Revenant. Um, but, so I'm keeping my fingers crossed that they still do that. Um, I, mean, because I, th- I mean, I wouldn't see why they couldn't, the entire Gestalt. Yeah, I'm just like, because most, most people... It, yes. it only needs to be a menu option because all you're doing is changing out the false character. Literally, I, 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 I mean, you can keep the audio from the original game game. Yeah, so we yeah, just we we want Papa Near. We want Papa yeah, Near. We want Papa Near. <laughs> and then you can also play in both. Oh, because it's just like okay, so make get that would also make it the most meta game in the universe. It will be fun. Download this game, and all we do is give you. The updated uh, animations and cutscenes from the PS3 version of Nier. <laughs> I do, I, I do adore the the way they've done the cutscenes. It's it looks absolutely stunning. Yeah. Um, oh wow, it's forty dollars off. I'm I'm looking. At the <laughs> That's the terrifying sound. I'm looking at the Final Fantasy official walk and my because this is the thing. I also like to collect other things, like for whatever reason, and I'll with this because I'm writing a freaking seven episode podcast series on it. I freaking love My Little Pony. So of course, they Well, they're, they're, they're bringing out the Ultimania, aren't they? So, um, like the proper uh, Ultimania that Japan got, they're now translating it into English? So, <laughs> You're uh, regretting me saying that, aren't you? Final Fantasy fifteen. No, you mentioned seven, so I was just saying about the Ultimania that oh, they've got. Yeah. No, uh, I said I said I love. No, they Ultimania. haven't translated the actual seven, uh, the fifteen Ultimania yet. Yeah. I'm keeping my fingers crossed. No, um, I said I love My Little Pony. I mean that works. Yeah, so they have Japanese figurines. You know how expensive and crazy those figurines can get. Oh god, yeah. Like the nostalgia hits pretty hard though with them. Yes. Uh, so. Kind of well, makes me wish I hadn't thrown mine away when I was a kid. <laughs> you had a Japanese figure, any Japanese figurine from the 90s. $5,000. Uh, <laughs> like, you got to pay it off your college with that one figure. Yeah, it's like, it's like when you hear about like the Disney VHSs and you're like pouring through your collection going, do I have any of the ones right. that are worth money? Exactly. <laughs> so, the new series obviously hit off because everybody knows friendship is magic. Nobody gives a shit about anything else. And so now the Japanese is starting to release exclusive figurines, and I'm like, they Stop. average $110 each. Yeah, well, they, Except they, for go, the one they go nuts so with their fandom merch. Yes. Like. Uh, according to my friend who's been there, they want, look, when they say there's a niche shop for literally everything, there's a niche shop for literally everything. Well, I know they like they have the stores like K Books and that. Um, I, I have a couple of friends on Twitter who let me know if they see anything Arden related in the K Book store, mm. um, which is like oh, where they have charms and things uh, from promo events and all sorts. Mm. And so like they had they found one of the Record Keeper promo uh, Arden keychains, but it was selling for like seventy two pounds. It's like eleven thousand yeah. yen. Yeah. And it's just like, what? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> That's a lot of money for a keychain. But then you go over to Square Enix's shop and you see, oh, yeah, you want this necklace? $400, nigga. 
the horseshoe font necklace just breaks me inside because I want it so much, but it's so expensive. So basically, which one do you want more, the PS5 or that necklace? Horseshoe font's my favorite 14 character, so that just hurts. I know. <laughs> See? See what they make you do? Oh. <laughs> because for the price of that necklace, you can get a PS5 at retail. I know, but like PS5, I feel like a PS5 would be easier to find. Than you that say that, you say that, but <laughs> then when Final Fantasy, then when Namor pays all of his bets on there being more PS5s out there and made Integrate and Part Two PS5 exclusive. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully by the end of the year we get more PS5s because otherwise, the moment that Seven Remake Two and uh, Sixteen drop. That's it. You're just going to have everyone bombard the stores because most people I know are waiting for the remake 2 or 16's release mm -hmm. date before they're getting a PS5. So, because oh. I've, I've got a couple of other games I'm looking forward to, like yeah. Forspoken, and I'm, I'm really interested in that Stray game. Um, but they're not the titles that I would buy the PS5 for. FF16 and Remake Part 2 are the games I would buy the PS5 for. So... I know a lot of people were like, when Yuffie's DLC got announced, were like, right, buying a PS5 now. <laughs> well, you're trying to if you want to spend $1,100 on a PS5. I've, I've been keeping an eye on distributors this side. Um, they pop up on the websites every now and then. It's just that I haven't tried to actually get one because, of course, I don't intend on getting one till 16's day drops. So I've like I've seen them pop up on a couple of stores. Like over here, we have places like Little Woods and Studio and things like that, um, where they pop up every now and then. But it's it's more like if say you know Square Enix sometimes do their special edition consoles. Mm. That's that's what I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for that. And look how good Kingdom Hearts Three came out. But the po the consoles are so nice though. Like that's the point of Square Enix. <laughs> <laughs> Dangle that shit! Dangle that shit just barely out of reach! Which is why. I mean, for us, it's just stick Arden's face on anything, and I'm just like, take my money. Think about it this way. It's kind of funny because my friend was like, okay, I need some financial advice. And he would look to As a Square Enix fan, we're not the best people to give financial advice. Actually, he's done really well. He's navigated all of his fandoms. From figurines to anime to Square Enix, perfectly. And guess what he said? Boy, you have a pre-order for a final for anything by Square Enix. If you give up that pre-order, you're done because you know yeah. it ain't coming back out. Yeah, no. Like, I've had so released. many times where I've missed out uh, because I either had to back out of a pre-order, yeah. or I just decided no, I'll wait a bit later. And it's just so so many collectors' editions. Uh, I wish I could have got. Um, but I, I regret not getting the Ultimate Collector's Editions of 15, um, the one that came with the PS4 and everything, um, just cause, just trying to buy that book alone from that collection is insane, so, yeah, like, I've, I've met the point where I'm like, look, if it's a special edition of 16 that comes out, you're getting it, end of story. <laughs> and it's the same thing with Neil Replicant, I'm like, thank you, Joe Biden, for giving me $1,400 so I can spend 200 on fucking Final Fantasy. I mean, on <laughs> fucking Neo. Because I know it ain't coming back out. Give up. 
it's over. Hell, it's still hard to get the standard deluxe edition. So when my friend well, I mean, said, it's still it, it, it it's, it's doing its job because yes. it's meant to stimulate an economy, and I feel like video games have been such a big part of yes. stuff over the past yes. like year. So when my friend said, I ended up with the only reason why I ended up with Final Fantasy VII Collector's Edition because I was able to pre-order it too, but I had to back yeah. out. Um, was because his brother just said, I will drop the five hundred on the buy credit card. And we can pay that shit off. But, yeah, no. Final Fantasy. Ugh. It's a black hole if there ever was one. <laughs> I'm like... Because I, I, I got into a thing of trying to find versions of Type-0 with the uh, dus- the episode Dusk A code on it. Mm-hmm. And so I've ended up with, like, four versions of Type-0. <laughs> Ironically enough, it's easy to get... <laughs> it, um... You know, if you, you know, it's easier to get it from America. I, I, I'm looking yeah, dead at it right but now. Yeah, you, you can create an American account. You do know this, right? Yeah, but the, the, uh, apparently a friend of mine tried it and it didn't work. I have European DLC on my PlayStation. You have to create an American account using an American email and an American whatchamacallit. So... So, so you have to make a whole new PS account, basically. Yeah, you cannot use your European account, but it, the moment you can insert in that American account, it's as if your um, PlayStation thinks you're in America. Yeah. So everything is unlocked. Yeah, but it feels like cheating. <laughs> Oh no, I'm, I'm I'm keeping an eye out. Like it's becoming like a weird treasure hunt. Also, I'm on eBay looking up uh, the 15 Ultimate Edition. There's a couple on there. There are couples. There's a couple on there. I have seen them. Um, there's a lot on the Yahoo auctions and that as well. Yeah. But I'm looking yeah. at uh ones actually. Yeah, if you just want the book. Yeah, you can pull that off for a hundred dollars. Yeah, it it it's crazy. But the the uh the guidebook for the the ultimate collector's edition is is basically like an its own art book. It's insane. It is. Um, oh, no, it is an art book. They didn't have. Yeah. yeah. So it's just like. Oh wow! You can get it for fifty dollars. Sold. Sold. And <laughs> get it while you can. Exactly. I've been looking for this thing. Yeah, it seems to be like it does seem to be easier to get it uh, over in the states, but of course it's it's bigger, so there's gonna have more over there. Um, yeah, no, so I just get I just get what I can when I can, really. But this uh, is the type of thing you import. Think about it. Oh, I mean, I, I I imported my official works because it was like thirty percent off on the store that I got it from, mm-hmm. so with no import fees, and I was just like, yes. <laughs> Which I always wonder when it comes to you guys over there across the seas. What value does value added tax actually add? Think a lot. That. I a lot. Like honestly. Um, so how does that work for the person who's looking at this and saying, "When is the tax of value?" We're trying to avoid taxes in the state. Well, I think like the VAT is kind of to replace custom tax. So like before, if you sent anything over fifteen pounds, 
or that as a as a item or 39 pounds as a gift you were bound to be custom taxed on it depending on how much it was worth mm. um but now to save uh, things generally they've decided to just do it as a general vat every store overseas has to have it now um and so it just i think you're free from custom tax up to up to about like 135 pounds i can't remember um i don't usually order <laughs> super expensive things no, from overseas but um yeah so it's it, it's difficult uh it does add quite a bit though because like i tend to buy a lot of my my fan merch from overseas because there's more artists overseas and I've noticed that since I've been buying, since the beginning of January, it's been adding quite a bit on top. So, like, say, shipping from the States to the UK is about 10 to 15 pounds, depending. Um, and then it, if you get VAT on top, it's, like, an extra 5 to 10 pounds, uh, depending on what you got. And then even more so if it's super expensive. But just for, like, small items, it, it really affects how much it costs overall. Again, we haven't had to worry about this, or at least it's ten before Trump. Well, I'm, um, I'm very jealous because, of the fact that you guys can send stuff up. Because I don't know if it's, it's U.S. or Canada that, that can send stuff up to like a hundred dollars before it even gets taxed. For us, there was no. We pay, so I can buy whatever the fuck I want. Mm. The reason why we say before Trump was because Trump endued tariffs. So now, we have to pay for shit we didn't have to pay before. So, nobody's buying anything from China. But, for uh, import, I don't have to pay anything. There's no custom duty or anything. I can buy from you, I can buy from Japan, nothing. Um, And to ship, yeah, well, it's different now, though, because uh, if you buy anything in the UK, you have to pay or get a VAT code. Um, it's changed yeah. since, since the beginning. The EU is different, because um, we're out of the EU now, officially. Oh, yeah, you guys fucked yourselves. Basically. It's fun times. Hey, I uh, mean, look at all the dis- look at all the list of advantages. No more universal healthcare. No more. Now you have to well, get no, it. Well, doesn't, it doesn't affect the NHS in that in that sense. It does. It does. I read the end of the NHS provision. Mm. The card will not walk inside of the EU anymore. After oh, what? You mean the health cards? Sorry, yeah, I didn't so, quite get what you meant. Yeah, yeah no, the, so, the purple health cards don't work yeah, anymore. Exactly. So you can't like, uh, end up inside of a France hospital still paying UK prices. Yeah. Well, I mean, mo- mo- not not to be funny, but most people with sense buy travel insurance before they go overseas. Yes, but it was also still good to just have insurance no matter what. Yeah. But because you're paying for insurance. <laughs> yeah, I, I always get travel insurance anyway, because you never know what happens. Yeah. Uh, but according to a lot of people, the NHS card did cover 90% of the disability. Oh, yeah. Like, it, it helps a lot of paperwork and stuff. Yeah. So... Uh, but in America, I mean, most, most of what's causing problems is paperwork, <laughs> endless amounts of paperwork. Basically, in America, the shipping companies pay all of the cost for it. So, mm. 
you never have to pay for customs. So what I can yeah. see on eBay, and I know this is a, I have twenty European games, fifteen from Japan. I got crap from Japan. And, yeah. In Europe. No, that's why I was like, what does value added tax add? But I keep forgetting I'm American. I don't have to pay that shit. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it, it, it's very interesting having international friends because, like, when you talk about stuff and you have to remind each other, I'm like, oh, it's different here. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And it was yeah. So it's just like, huh, makes sense now. Um. Also, I found a copy of the art book for twenty dollars. Yeah, I just saw the link. I'm just having a look. Yep, uh, at least twenty euros, which would be what, like twenty-five in pounds. I don't know anymore, off the top of my head. And, uh, well, no, because it's it's sixty dollars, so I'm assuming that's American. So Europe, yeah, no, uh, the European you the French, euros. I, I the French euros. I sent you the euro link. Yeah, well, the euro is about the pound at the minute. Like the pound's oh, pretty. So, the, so the so it's thirty-eight ninety-nine. Yeah, so it's it's about forty pounds really. Um. Like, the pound to dollar at the minute is atrocious. <laughs> I don't know. It's still better than the dollar to dollar. Yeah. And I know that because I biked it from Europe. Um, so, because you just said it was 40 pounds. Yeah, so that's $50 to us. It's, yeah. it's atrocious. It's, um, so, I sent you that just so that... um. Yeah, can I, the, I can have a look. I think the only other one... Um, I have the other... This one... Which, oh god, I have this one. The World Prologue. Uh huh. Which, uh, luckily, I managed to get from Japan. Oh, but... you went to Japan, you bitch. No, no, I didn't go to Japan. Okay. I got it from Japan. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. I wish. Much... Um, I don't think I'd have any money left at all, otherwise. <laughs> right. Oh god. I, I, I. I... I'm both excited and terrified for the day I finally get to set foot in Japan. I think we all are. <laughs> and I'm trying to live there. Yeah, I, I look up like a lot of the rules to see how, because uh, of course I like to cosplay and things, so I, I really want to get a picture in front of the Tokyo Metropolitan Building in my Arden cosplay. And apparently you can, within reason. Um... Instead of doing the Tokyo Metropolitan Building, you do know Square Enix Cafe allows that. The entire oh yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no, but I, the Tokyo Metropolitan Building of is of course the Citadel, so yeah, I'm like must must take picture. Yeah, no, I'm definitely going to the cafe in cosplay. Um, <laughs> I would never set anywhere, like for anywhere the Square Enix without cosplay. <laughs> oh god. Like I'm hoping I can go to all of them. There's uh there's different fourteen cafes to go to as well because like each fourteen cafe has a different theme. So like one's Limsa one's Gridania, one's Aldar. So I'm like I'm gonna try and go to all of them. Huh. The World Prologue is only thirty five dollars with free shipping. Mm. It's not bad. It's gone down a lot in price. Twenty six dollars if you want to pay shipping. Yeah. <laughs> seems like. Pros and cons, pros and cons. I know, I... <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, 
love the Final Dude. Fantasy stuff. And... There's just, like, there's so much you can do with it, and so, like, so much creativity in both the games and the fandom and the way we interpret the different games and things. So it's just, like, and that's why, like, everyone's favorite Final Fantasy is different, because it depends on how you relate to the game yourself. Which is why I pretty much can't say that I have a favorite Final Fantasy. I am well, the, the only reason I say but 10 is my favorite is because I have sentimental values, uh, memories Everybody for it. Everybody says that. If you, I, I interviewed Marwin. Guess what he said? It's the same fucking thing about 7. Yeah, it it's just like every, the fault one you play yeah, the both, fault one you play. But because it's either the, the first one you played or the one that hit hardest with you. Which is kind of weird because both when I played was seven. I didn't mm-hmm. understand it then. And then after playing it five more times, trying to force myself to understand it, it still didn't work. Then I move on to actually reading about it. And I'm like, I'm still not into all of this. Yeah, uh, I, th- I think seven deals with some very difficult themes at times. So Playing it at seven years old... Yeah, you're just like, what is going on? Things are blowing up. Send help. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, you mean this entire anti-capitalist environmental story that has been shoved down a seven-year-old throat? Yeah, we're going to totally understand this shit. I love you, Mo. We're not going to understand this shit. (laughs) Um, But it is the aspect For me, because this was one of the questions we were going to eventually get to, but hey, I don't mind. As, as, as you said, sometimes it's just fun to just have a conversation with a friend about a topic we both quite dearly enjoy. <laughs> um, obviously. Larry Enix is taking all my fucking money. <laughs> um, it's fine. Yeah, I know, I know, I know it is. Um... Look, Square Enix is the only... Co- this is my last chance. Square Enix is my only company that I have blind loyalty to. I don't care how many times you bring up Mindjack. Well, every Mindjack, you have 15 amazing video games that we can also list. So, yeah. Well, uh, I mean, every, every, exactly. yeah every company has its... Uh, well, I don't know. I don't know. EA is just all questionable. Ubisoft is kind of questionable. Look, EA and had its time. It was good one time. Um, just unfortunately over the, the years, it has forgotten many things. Yeah, that's <laughs> why, uh, it's going to the EU, um, guys and saying, how oh, it's a surprise mechanic. Well, kids are literally emptying their bank accounts on FIFA or microtransactions. Well, unfortunately, <sighs> microtransactions are just a thing in gaming nowadays. That's not like, true. We just were gushing about 15. I'm about to play. I just played Neo. Right. That's there okay. No right. Game. Okay. I have to hate myself here because that's technically a lie. Because when you think about it, do you remember all the little additions that you could buy, like the additional weapons? You could get all the different outfits. You could get all the different. I got everything once because of the deluxe edition that I paid for, though. So yeah, the deluxe you edition could... didn't have the bonus DLC items. Yes, it did. And Not like the Afro did. Sword and all of that lot. 
in the America it did. That's why it's on my side it? of the game. Well, uh, it's, it's all right for some, isn't it? Exactly. <laughs> I know what I've downloaded. I had to buy yeah. all of them, like even even including when they had the Ragnarok and that. I had like we had to buy all of them separately. With well, they were not included. Well, that sucked for you, but I yeah, know like day one edition. Um, because of course I bought, I had day one edition, and uh-huh. I bought everything to do with it since. And so day one edition only had stuff, and then as stuff came out, so you get the royal edition, which is when they actually had like all the DLCs and everything in it. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, yeah, I brought a lot of bonus items over time, like uh, things for the regalia, extra weapons, extra outfits. There was um, the extra Kingslave soundtrack yeah. that you could get for the PS4. So, so, so they so did many... shut down. Uh, uh, um, yeah, like it got shut you... down. With... But I, I refused to delete it off my PS4. I oh, refused. Oh, oh, yeah, it's completely useless, but... Yeah. But I'm like, it's staying on there. It's proof I have it. It's all that matters. And, and, and it's funny because I bet you, just like me, you have the actual Blu-ray soundtrack. So it's like, it's still it's so completely pretty. useless. So pretty. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, sorry, all I had to do was buy the Deluxe Edition. One. And then four months later, all I had to do was buy the Season It wasn't Man. on our Deluxe Edition. I'm, I'm, I'm well met. I didn't know that. Like, yeah, I thought that... I, I know it had some DLC stuff on it, but I didn't realize the American one had all of the DLC stuff on it. As far as I can tell, everything that came out back then, yeah, I did not have to buy extra. I know, like, on the I know on the Royal Edition had more stuff on it, but Obviously, that was... the Royal Edition was supposed to be the Game of the Year Edition, and then they released yeah. more tech. Yeah. Oh. I mean, like... That game's had my bank account for a very long time. So <laughs> Ever since it came out in 2016. <laughs> uh, uh, well, that, that, that game's had me hooked since 2006, so... There you go. But, um, <laughs> I'm like, I was doomed from that day. But, also, that <laughs> game, also the game that had you hooked in 2006 never came out, officially. Which is why... I know, but it still introduced me to the world and the characters. And the which thing. is why uh, Namor said, we're going to do this. Just in Kingdom Hearts. I mean, it's going to be interesting yeah, how they play it out. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah, but but there's no line. We all know. We all yeah, we all know. Like you can't movie. recreate that scene frame by frame perfectly and not exactly. expect us to think this. Exactly. <laughs> um, like, like like you had an animation team spend the next month recreating the thing shot by shot perfectly. Yeah, in Kingdom like, come on. Come on, I mean we're like we're, we're we're here. We're looking at it like, what what are you doing with this? Come on. Which is why it's always great to see all of the more babies coming together. World ends with you, your uh, Final Fantasy versus thirteen, all coming into the one thing he actually does have a hundred percent control over. Which is why he stepped down for the Final Fantasy seventeen. Fine, I'll get you guys off the ground, but that's the only thing I have control over. So I'm going to go back to it. <laughs> I think, like, Nomura's, like, put everything into place now. So he's just like, yeah, got the ball rolling. We're good. I'm going to go. That, that, was, that was literally his point. His baby is still Kingdom Hearts. That's the only thing he has control over. It's even yeah. if Square Enix will... If you prove well enough, Square Enix will give you full control over one item. Yogi yeah. B went, 
I think like the only the only thing that makes me sad is the fact that Disney has so much control over it because of course the Square Enix don't own Sora. Um, Disney no, do. Square, no, Square Enix doesn't own Kingdom Hearts at all. Yeah, so it's just like. Yeah, it makes it makes me sad um, that they don't have like literal because you know full well Square Enix would like milk Kingdom Hearts as much as they do Seven, if they could. They do. I'm sorry. No, no. I mean, as as much as Seven, more they would do more. They are so limited because of the rules Disney put in place. You don't think they're not milking after eight side games in about two hundred different statues? In several Japanese only pop up stores. In yeah, I know, but what you what you, you have to think, think about it? is that's what they're doing with limited power. Imagine what they do with unlimited power. Which is why which is why if you notice Kingdom Hearts three because I think Kingdom Hearts three was the last game under Disney's current contract and they're renegotiating the contract. Which is why mm. if you look at the secret ending of Kingdom Hearts three it's in the world ends with you, with only Azor, Thor, the Master of Masters, and Riku. Which mm. means there is no Disney whatsoever inside of that cutscene. Yeah, so it's, it's going to be interesting to, to see where they go from there. And according to Murmurings, they're just trying to keep just Peach and Maleficent so they can connect. The Union calls to Kingdom Hearts 4, but even after Kingdom Hearts 4, they're trying to get rid of the Disney Overlords. They're like, yeah. At this point. Well, a lot of people were talking about that for a while, and they yeah. said, like, wouldn't it be cool if they, instead of doing Disney World, started doing, like, different Square Enix worlds? Exactly. Because Square Enix has yeah. so many fucking video games. I personally would love a Tomb Raider world, or even a Hitman world, just to see what they would do with it. Like, you know, you know full well what everyone wants, and it's a Chrono Trigger world. That is also true. But <laughs> I bet you any money, I'd much rather just Doctor Dookie come back and get his own four thing. You get yeah. to do four worlds. Because don't forget, Chrono Trigger is still split between Toyama Entertainment, Square Enix, Dog Gear Entertainment. It's just Chrono yeah, Trigger. Yeah, there's right a, lot, a lot of people that have to bring in. Yeah. <laughs> It would be fun, though, I think. It would be very much so. It would be fun. Um, just, just nostalgia and all our old JRPGs. That'd be great. But I also kind of like that they're using some of the new stuff, like how the world ends with you was introduced inside the secret ending. Because now yeah. the world ends with two, you with two... Well, it was the moment you saw the tower, wasn't it? Yeah. It was just like you knew it was the Shibuya. You knew, you knew yeah. it was the world ends with you, Shibuya, because exactly. of the specific number on I it. I bow one tower. Like, what? Like, doing yeah, it? like, they, that, that's specific to the world ends with you, so you know what's going on. And especially with, like, the new anime coming out and stuff like that. Um, and the new video I game, mean, because it's the second game. I'm, I'm so excited for the new um, World Ends With You. Uh, so that's going to be the game that makes you buy a Switch. We finally found it. Yeah, I'm just like, it's just going to have to wait and see 16's release date. Because if 16's release date is not for, like, another two years, then I'm going to go buy a Switch. Okay, yeah. <laughs> That's it, also the only content. I'm getting a free PS5 now. PS5, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Square Enix with that with that hint, 
Oh, so Sora's gonna be playing the death game at one point. Well, I mean, uh, and paid attention to Kingdom Hearts would have noticed that it's slowly been getting darker and darker and darker. Um, yeah, like which is why they were like, "Now nah, Sora's dead." This is as close as Disney is going to allow. Oh, was well, to say that Sora's dead. Which well, is I mean, why it's, they it's, probably... it's like a lot of people talking about how, oh, is this like related to the Fabulous and Nova Crystallis law because of where he turns into a crystal? Because, mm-hmm. like, um, and there's also the time, because doesn't it happen to Aqua as well at one point? Where she like turns into a crystal? Aqua doesn't turn into a crystal. Aqua never. Aqua goes full demon mode. So she doesn't uh, die. Who is the a crystal in King's Mars? Um, the only crystal, air quotes, in Kingdom Hearts wasn't a person, it was just a concept or an idea. So, the reason why the crystal of Kingdom Hearts, which is the bad Yazora ending, which is why my cousin told well, me to Well, there's a lot of speculation that that's the, can- that's the actual ending. Like, it's that's not, that's not the said. bad ending, that's, that's the actual said. ending. That's what everybody said. Yeah. Whereas, and, and that's why even my cousin said, because he was like, I was like, I want to own the fight. I want to fight him because I have all the DLC and shit. And he was just like, no, no, no. Just watch the ending. But you're not going to keep this spoiled as they keep going forward. Mm-hmm. There's more to talk about the dead, the bad ending than there is the good ending. Because the yeah. good ending is too straightforward. It doesn't make any damn sense after all of this shit we just saw. But the bad ending makes a hell of a lot more sense. So yeah. if Sora dies, also it Shibuya... seems like it, it seems like such a Nomura move as well to make the bad ending the actual continuation. Like I feel like that is something he would do. Yeah, that would make, and then because then that also gives them more things. Because I'm like, why would you spend all this time making an extended ending? Mm. Not can- canon. Because think about it, not only do you see Sword Drone into Crystal, you then go back into the Prince's Wall. Fucking Final Fantasy 15, shut up! Oh, <laughs> fuck you, fight me! <laughs> oh. oh god. That's gonna uh, be fun. It's, uh, I think generally all around win for a wild ride, because of course yeah. you've got like Kingdom Hearts that no, no one knows where it's going yet. you got Final Fantasy Remake, of course no one knows where it's going. Neo and more knows where it's going. Neo 2, Neo Automata 2 has been greenlit, and Neo Replicant is coming out next month, which means, yeah. knowing Toro, everybody's gonna say, it's just a straight HD remake. Have you seen Toro? Knowing Toro is gonna throw in a 15 secret endings that's gonna yeah, connect like, there, There's gonna be stuff you've never uh, seen. Like, exactly. I, I, I highly doubt Yokotaro will just make a frame-for-frame frame copy. Exactly. Um, <laughs> that ain't Yoko Toro. There's also, you've got to think, there's been so many, like, side things for near, um, like, novels and things like that. There's so much lore that they could throw in, depending on what, how they want to do it. So and it's just like... Money knowing Toro, it's gonna be one small thing that triggers ending F. Yeah. That you totally miss. Something stupid. It'll exactly. be something ridiculously It'll be stupid. Like an NPC you should have talked to, who, 15 hours ago, oh, like... You gotta reset the entire game. Yes, yes, you do. <laughs> because I think that's like that, that's the fun thing about. I, I like games that have multiple endings in a way because like it, it's like you but play through blind your first time and you just go with your gut. 
and see what happens. Which is why I kind of did it. This is the one complaint I have about <gasps> Neil Automaton. Did you break the fun of fancy law? What do you mean? So you don't use a guidebook on your first run through. Why the fuck would I use a guidebook when I'm trying to go in blind? Good. So, what <laughs> I was saying was, this is what I don't like about Neil Automaton. Mm. Neil Automata had to break it because nobody even knew that there were 12 bindings in the false Neil, which was an issue because they based the entire game off of the 12 bindings. But if you yeah. do not know that there are 12 bindings to begin with... But I think like that, that's, that's why Futaro try I, to make it unique for every player in a way because like it's like finding Easter eggs. I know, like, but this is the but no, I'm not complaining about that. I fucking love that. The thing that I had complained about was that in Automata, when you beat it the false time, they beg you to replay it. Because yeah, you 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 have to like it's. And, and I understand that you have to, but I would love if they didn't put the "this is not the end of the game" moment <laughs> that kind of breaks character because it's like. But I understand. I also understand why because if. The people who played Neo One never actually finished the game. They yeah. Their user stats. So I'm like, I understand why they did it once I looked into it, but I'm like, still kind of broke the emotion a little bit. Yeah. I'm not mad at Neo. I am not mad at Neo Automata. Still one of my favorite games. But I was just kind of like, looking at the pros and cons, I can see why they did it. Because yeah. I wouldn't have thought that there was all of this shit behind the new game plus. Uh, and plus, plus, well, like there, there's a there it, there's one ending which uh, you only get if you when you start the game very right at the beginning, mm -hmm. if you go backwards. Um, and I'm just like, go that's a two. really there's two. what? There's two. Yeah. So um, well, there's one if you go backwards as two B. Yeah, I'm thinking and of the then, two. And then there's one if you. When 9S is told to go and do something, you ignore it, and he... And yeah, and I love that, because, like, um, we've gotten so into doing this thing where making sure that we check everywhere, because I'm an explorationist in games anyway, mm -hmm. so I will check every millimeter of that map before okay. I even go anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so it's Which just, like, must it's have been fun when you hit, like, desk eye, and it's just, like, there's, like, 400 sleeping locations, there's a thousand... Little things all over the place. Yeah. So, so much. Movie. So much going on. Oh my god, so many bushes, like, hiding things and people. Because, like, the the side quest where you have to, like, rescue people yeah. can get really hard. Because the people are, like, hiding behind rocks and in bushes and yeah. god knows where. So it's just like, oh. But yeah, I, oh god, I lost so much time just wandering around 15. <laughs> But like I was the same with ten. I, I'm I know like a lot of people think ten is quite linear, but it still had quite kind of semi open world ideas to it. Like there was the big field area um, where you could just it was huge. Mm -hmm. And of course this is like twenty years ago, so it's huge to me uh, as a kid. Uh, now it's like minuscule, it's like nothing. But it, to us when we were younger, it was huge. And so you like have that reminiscent feeling of going through that. It's like there are parts in 13 where it opens up and it's just like, oh my God, this is huge. Um, 
and like yeah so it's 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 fun it's fun uh getting to explore and uh, i know a lot of there's people who like open worlds and people who don't like open worlds but it really depends i have a, I, uh, another gift for you i found another fun tradition that actually contains hypo steel so that you can get episode death files <laughs> French version. Okay. But it, it, it's the full European version. It has all of the languages. Yeah. The beauty of an EU game. You get six languages. It's always a lot of fun. Ooh, I will have a look. Yeah. So, there you go. You get free game for 40 bucks, but hey, you get the thing that you're looking for. A cheap copy of Episode Deathcard. Which my, my cousin just recently bought and said you can still redeem the code for it. Oh yeah, no, yeah, you can do them. Um, I was showing a friend uh, that there's because they were looking up ones because um, they live in like Mexico. So there, I was like, oh god, can they use these codes there? And I'm like, yeah, no, uh, as long as it's in your region, it's fine. Yeah. Um, but, like sometimes I just try my luck with the secondhand ones just to see if the person who had it didn't use it. Yeah. Um, because you can get like super cheap, like. Uh, you can get them for like three pounds in a second. I, yeah, second I, 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 bought, so. I bought one for two, which is my second copy. Mm. And that wasn't that fun. So now I'm thinking whether or not I should just guarantee it by getting a sealed copy for salty. Oh yeah, or, yeah. This thing, like, you have to like. I did luck out once. Uh, I found uh, the limited edition uh, steel book cover, and it was only ten pounds. And it had a code in it. It had a code in it, but they had used it. Okay. Um, but I was just like, you know what? I'm just happy to own a limited edition version of this, because like the steel book versions are really hard to find for really, Tetsuo Map. America, you can find them for ten bucks. Yeah, no, they're not, they're not that easy to come across here. <laughs> not the steel books, anyway. Well, here's one for thirteen with free shipping. There's one That's for twenty four ninety you can find anything online. It's more fun trying to actually find them in the store. Yes, but I learned my lesson of I don't have a lot of money to go and get paper gas to get to my local stores. And uh, I, I, car in America, fuck that shit because a, look, our own municipality decided to sell our talking needles to a company in Dubai for the next four uh, years. Yeah. So three hundred dollar tickets, and we ain't getting nothing from it. So just yeah, like, this is fair. I mean, luckily, like, my, I'm not far look, from my I understand house, so. where you're coming from. But, <laughs> nah, 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 sister. <laughs> I can't um, afford that. Yeah, no, it's, I, I can, like, it depends on your situation, generally. Like, as I said, luckily, I live not too far from my town centre, so I can just cycle into town. Um, but, it just depends, really. What? Oh, it does depend on the gas. Yeah. Uh, I mean, a lot of it depends on what your area is like. Like, in my area, I find people tend to orientate to more, like, Call of Duty games and stuff like that. So, I don't tend to find many <laughs> uh, secondhand Final Fantasy games. <laughs> I don't either, but $25 for the steelbook and the art. Typo. That is That's not bad. That's not bad. And it's free shipping. So yeah. uh, that is extremely generous. Um 
Yeah. I mean, they're out there. They're out there. It it's is. Just... It is beautiful. It is beautiful. For me, yeah. the hunt doesn't matter of how I get it. It's that I get it. It's, yeah, I this is true. I'm sitting here on five, six hundred video games between digital and physical, and I'm like, I just like collecting video games. If you're gonna, yeah, I, I'm very much like I prefer physical because oh, I prefer feeling I, like I own the game physically. One thousand percent agree, which is why I'll buy a game three times. But yeah. I know I use eBay a lot. I don't mind buying it digitally. Like I have, um, hold on. my hand I have completely sealed digital copy uh, physical copy of seven deluxe edition which mm. I also pre-ordered digital <laughs> um, oh. Kingdom Hearts complete owned digitally yeah um, I'm, so I, I just always I'm always so scared of like something happening to them if oh, uh, the, the oh, digital oh, versions oh, oh. and I'm not against you on that one, baby. I um. won thousand. Look, I started <laughs> physically collecting because I am a tech, so I know how easy it is for a hard drive to get corrupted. Now, I also understand that Blu-ray drives and Blu-rays themselves only have like a 10-year shelf life or five-year shelf life. Mm. But so does, but Sony's servers is still up to Sony. So, I'm glad I can still download crap for my PlayStation 3, but there's got to come a time when they're like, it costs too much to keep these things running. We built them in 2006. It's got to... Yeah, it's just like... So it's like... I think that's why, like, I'm kind of glad, I guess, that they have the two options for the PS5. You can either get the digital or the physical as well. So, although there's not really that much price difference between the two, if you think about it. Um... But, yeah, so, like, then you've got the digital version for people who don't really bother buying games and just download them straight off. And then you've got people like us who prefer to have the physical versions. Yeah, mainly because so. I understand. I don't, look, there's two, main, two things. One, my dad and mom were sticklers with when I could use the internet. So I already know if I don't physically own the day, I'm thinking it's completely useless <laughs> because... I don't have the internet, so I can't even download a game. Yeah. Um, so, two, as I stated, half of my collection is retro. My Xbox still runs the original copy of Halo that I have. You yeah. You can't say that for a digital game that has no more server, which is why I'll forever hate always on DRM. Um, because soon Final Fantasy fourteen. Will just be a distant memory that you thought that that we all wish was good, but doesn't exist anymore. I think it's like it, it's a it's a it's a. I'm glad that they still do things for it though, because like of course you've got the new expansion, which is definitely 
alluding back to the 1.0 stuff. And so... And welcome. And MVP going to Final Fantasy 16. This is kind of saying the writing's on the wall. Yeah, so it's just like, I mean, I'm loving the four references so far. Um... If they if they don't have Namming ways on the moon, I'm going to be very disappointed. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. Cause like, of course, you have like Tsukiyomi, uh, her uh, icon form had bunny ears, and so I'm just like, hmm, is was that a way back hint to the fact that the they are gonna have like the, either the uh, the lunar people or the Namming way tribes. Uh, the he- sorry, Hemming Hemingway. Uh, no, Hemming, 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 Hemingway. How does one English? Um, I don't know. You guys are supposed to be the one with the proper freaking English. We're the one that shouldn't be able to English as well. Yeah. Well, no, it's just I always say Hemingway uh, as if that's the name of the tribe, and I'm like, no, that's the name of the character. You twit. <laughs> All I'm but, saying is, you guys are supposed to be the ones Englishing better than we are. And. So. I don't know about that sometimes. But, uh, yeah, no. Lots, lots of things. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I know, like, there's a lot of speculation about 16 and 14, because, of course, they use the same graphics engine in 16 as 14. Um, I personally don't think Which, they're going to be connected, but I, mean, I just think maybe, that they're using the same graphics system. I mean, it does. maybe they just do what Final Fantasy 15 did and have a couple of, like, calls calls to it but not directly connected or maybe even yeah well i mean the the new world definitely seems influenced by like ivalice and all of that lot so which is why i think everybody's like really happy because tactics 14 and tactics a2 i mean uh 12 and 12 a2 everybody loves the world of ivalice yeah so it's just like oh this is this is gonna be something. This is gonna be, and fourteen's very inspir- inspired by Ibelis for many many reasons. Because yeah. um, I know uh, Yoshi P's favorite uh, Final Fantasy is Tactics, so it's like yeah, it's gonna be interesting. They're definitely going with the older styles, and because you got uh, the writers for sixteen is the team from he- who wrote Heaven's Sword story. Um, the battle director is going to be interesting because it's the guy from DMC. So it's just like, right, this this is going to be something. I mean, we gonna... already knew Final Fantasy was going to go ARPG. And now yeah. the main three bread and butters, Kingdom Hearts, Final Fantasy VII, are all, all using that type of system. Yeah, so it's just like it'll be interesting to see how much of Devil May Cry's uh, five style they'll uh, take and put into scene. According to my friend who has platinumed all of the Devil May Cry's, which means he put way too many hours studying the battle system. From what <laughs> he's seeing, it's pretty much a copy from one to one copy from DMC Five. Right, what cool. he's seeing is going to be executed the way he thinks it should be. Yeah. Then, yeah. Well, it's like the the poster with uh, uh, the older Clive, and he's got his like arm oh, all demony and stuff. Yeah. Um, it's giving yeah. me very big Nero vibes. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, okay, okay, well, you go. Well, this could be interesting. Yeah, this is going to be. 
I think it's gonna take people a bit to get used to because it's gonna be very different. Um, it's gonna be extremely different. This is this is this is actually gonna be a proper um, battle system. Mm. It'll be interesting if they kind of find a way to integrate Final Fantasy's system with uh, DMC's system. Because of course we have we haven't seen the I the UI yet. So I, I, unless there's been a thingy somewhere, but I haven't seen the UI at all for sixteen well, yet. Well, that's DMC for you. There was no DMC, yeah. There was no UI. On I mean, I, I I know like a lot of people were complaining about the sixteen trailer, saying, "Oh, it doesn't really show much. I don't really know what it's going to be about." I'm like, that's the point. You don't want it to show like. We've had this problem with trailers before where they end up showing everything before the game's even out. Hi, Final Fantasy Vosses 13. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry, I had to punch you in the gut with that. Yeah, I mean, well, there's that too, but then you also had, like, with Kingdom Hearts 3, when they just blatantly showed the whole Aqua scene in the trailer. Yeah! And, and it's like, just like, you know how cool that would have been if you had not shown us that? Remember what I said about marketing teams? Remember what I fucking said about marketing yeah, games. And it's just like, look, for those... Look, I'm going to say, just so anybody who's in marketing is listening to this podcast right now, I respect all of the work you do. But sometimes you need to shut up. <laughs> because you have a tendency of cutting trailers that make no damn sense. Which is why, when Namora was like, oh, I thought people would be surprised about Frozen. Really? You didn't quite think. No. I mean, to be honest, like, half people say, I uh, just, like, think he's messing with people anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, but that that's that's typical of him anyway. But it's like, um, as of someone who's watched 14's development, I, I know how Yoshi P does trailers. Mm-hmm. And what he does is he'll put an initial one out, and then slowly over time, you'll see bits added into mm-hmm. it. So, like, at FanFest, across the different cities, he'll show the exact same trailer. But, but each, cuts yeah. So cuts each progressing fan fest, you'll see slightly more until the last fan fest of the set when you'll get the full trailer. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to be like that with sixteen. We'll slowly get more and more and more until it opens up into what it's going to be. And I'm like, that, that's how he does trailers. And, and I think that's and the best whereas, way to do it. Whereas Nomura was the concept design trailer, which is why people. Didn't really like Advent Children because it just looked like a two and a half hour trailer. Oh, it played out as a two and a half hour trailer. So it's like. Well, I mean, Advent Children was kind of in the same way as Kingsglaive, wasn't it? So it's just like, although I still I still find it amusing to this day that someone critiqued Kingsglaive for looking too much like a video game cutscene, and that's kind of the point of it. It's a two hour long video game cutscene, and. When you it's it's a prequel to the game, that's the point. <laughs> actually, it's not even supposed to be the prequel to the game. I'm gonna give you one tidbit that Liam told me it's not supposed to have anything connected to the game at all, and that's why, because we because I started out with telling him the honest truth, and I, um, you'll hear all of this in context because I'm releasing mm. my Liam interview right after I'm done right next on the last week of March after I'm done with this one, and you. But he looked at me and said, no, no, the point is that the reason why you're screaming at Lena because of some of the stupid things that she does is because it's, they're not supposed to connect. They will never, mm. they're not supposed to connect. 
Well, that's because they, it, 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 they changed so much over time that it became yeah. very different to what they expected. And I know, like, originally the whole Kingslave movie was actually the opening to the game. Yes, and then... And, but and then it got like, cut down. It didn't really even get... But then I'm like, so then why would you release it like this, though? Because you want the loot It's such a waste. Different. I mean, yeah. also, because I got, like, Arden's best cutscene ever. So, I'm happy with it. <laughs> which, which one? Well, the I one think... where he walks... Well, the one where he walks into the throne room and he's just like, Hello! Yeah. Hello there! It's like, oh, I was dying. Yeah, no, 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 no. Auden was the best character. And because I was talking to Liam, he was automatically the best king slave. But I'm also going to pull... Now, Dom, you're only the best because you're the only one that survived. Like, <laughs> everybody else died. <laughs> everybody else died. And I'm well, like, it's, like, oh. it's, 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 it's a lot of fun in Comrades because, like, it talks about the Kingslave during the World of Ruin. Mm-hmm. And you get to see Libertus more in it. Um, he's a much more prominent character in com- Comrades. And so it, w- it was really fun uh, seeing the aftermath of Kingslave in Comrades. Because you play that as a member of the Kingslave who lost their memory. So it's just like, yeah, it was, it was, it's interesting. I, I wish I, uh, there was more that we know about the Kingslave, to be honest. Um, but, of course, like, because of everything that happened, they had to cut everything down a bit. Um, but, yeah, no. A bit it's, is uh, a kind of an understatement. Yeah, I, I, I like I said. The entire end def- of the game became a 200-page novel. Well, no. But that's that, a canon. That's an AU, right? The I Dawn of the Future is the AU ending. Because the the way that the game ends is how the game was always going to end. It's actually how Versus Story was uh, meant to end, like in in a different way, but it's the same concept. So they used it in the way that fitted fifteen, and so the reaction from the fans and the interest in the developed team of a positive ending um, made them create this AU where it's just like, what if? actually we didn't do what they wanted us to and we kind of fought against fate in that way so because basically uh the idea of the dawn of the future novel is you've got episode arden which plays out just like the dlc okay and then you got you know at the end you get two choices you get submit to your fate or resist of the 15 because i haven't played arden yet Okay, so at Aladdin, I haven't played any of the Royal Edition content. I literally okay, just that's, started that's fair. Again. That's fair. That's very fair. Um, okay, so at, at the episode Arden, you get two choices. I'm not going to tell you what. I'm not going to tell you how. I'm not going to tell you who. Um, but you get two choices, and you either submit or resist. And the submit is the game. So from that point onwards, it goes the route of the game. Whereas the resist is the Dawn of the Future novel. Hmm. So um, it was like, uh, I think it was a Tarada in that? Gave uh, the guy, not sorry, not, Tar- not Tarada, uh, Tara in that, gave uh, the writer of the Dawn of the Future novel the story that they were doing uh, for the other ending. 
and they turned it into the novel. Oh, you mean uh, Dune? Yeah, Dune. Sorry, yeah. Um, not always great with names. And so, yeah. So it was like it was like a, a what if kind of like what if they the Noctis had never ended up having to go ahead with the original plan. So like fifteen's always like it's 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 a weird one because it's one of the few Final Fantasies where the villain wins in a way. Well, but it it depends on who win. yeah it depends on who you classify the villain as. It's not even the villain that wins. Thirteen and fifteen both share the same core idea. Mm. Which is where the idea of Bulky's 13 comes from, Bulky's... Yeah, because it's a fabulous Nova Crystallis. Yeah, and the fabulous Nova Crystallis was what is God, what is fate, basically. Yeah. For Final Fantasy. So they wrote two different scenarios. Namor took, well, what if I defy fate? I mean, what if I accepted fate? And, um... Toyama, there you go. Took, okay. What if I defied fate? And Tabata... Yeah, because I know, like, the original concept of Versus 13 was not going, yeah, n no. <laughs> Give but, me Stella back, sod this nonsense. Yeah, that was the original, but that wasn't, but the entire original concept was accepting fate for Nox, because even though mm. he said, yeah, no, more inside of 13, just Ending yeah, that's not that's not what, how it ended up. It was like you kind of have to accept the consequences either way. Exactly, as we all agree, the ending's the same, which is him yeah. accepting fate after all of this fighting. Um, yeah. Toyama took defy fate, which is why everything from each one of the thirteen games was about that in some way, shape, and form. Yeah. And Tabata had the odd route of saying, what if neither is the case? Which is why everyone dies at the end of Type O. Because they couldn't control the fact that they were in a war. They're children in a war. Yeah, it um, was inevitable. It, it, inev it was an inevitability. Um, so, they took those three paths to their extreme ends. And that's what Novella Crystallis was always supposed to be. Mm. But of course, because bad direction between the CEO of Square Enix, hammering home Crystal Souls for fuck's sake, let it die, um, plus uh, a whole bunch of confusion by fans, yeah, I think like the, a lot of stuff happened over the space yeah. of 14 years that it's just like it's so hard to pinpoint on one thing anymore. Like the, as more time time come uh like goes, more stuff comes out Basically, and it's just like yep. Yep. Are you okay? Are you okay, guys? Yeah. <laughs> Cuz like just 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 seems to be one thing after another. Yeah, it's 
definitely the aspect of there was just a lot of shit. And because yeah. there was a lot of shit. Um, it's like it's like one of those situations where like there was some uh, avoidable stuff and there was some unavoidable stuff and it's just like I know like with 12 luckily the story didn't actually change from what they initially wanted um I remember them talking about it and but there were a lot of problems development wise uh during it which made it last longer and so it's yeah it's every game has had its ups and downs it's just that some have been more complex than others so like i i I would love to someday read a proper book of like exactly what has happened yeah exactly i would just love to see a memoir yeah i would just you know what just someone tell the story the more of all people because he was there from the beginning and he'll be there at the end yeah just like just give us the goods tell us what happened give us what happened um at this point we just want to know there's 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 so much going around like most most of the previous final fantasy's development programs have been quite open um in regards to what happened yeah uh but like this is a very complicated complicated situation and of so, there's also going to be some stuff they don't want to talk about, like their CEO being yeah. an asshole. <laughs> Nobody wants to talk about their president while they're still being hired by him. For well, I mean that—that's the difference between developments and the higher ups, isn't it? Unfortunately, the higher ups have their things that they need to worry about, and the developers have their things that they need to worry about, and those two things are not always the same. <laughs> Which so it's just like. Sorry, you go. No, I was, I was, I was messing with you. It, it, I'm kind of glad that they uh, kind of figured this out. They've kind of righted their ship. Yeah, I think that's that's all they could do in the end. Um, just like at the end of the day, it, it, it's not much good. Looking back and going, oh, well, they could have done this better and they could have done that better. I'm like, at the end of the day, it happened. Hopefully, they learn from it. Um, as they do with every Final Fantasy, they're like, right, this doesn't quite work. Let's try something else. Like, I, I know I I also talk about Twelve a lot because Twelve was quite an experimental game itself. It was the first time they didn't do random encounters. It was the first time they had a battle system that wasn't completely turn based. It was the first time where the main character wasn't actually the main character. And so it was just like it was because uh, it was like essentially you were watching the story of Princess Ash and that through Barn's eyes. So it's like, yeah, it was a very a very experimental game, I think. Especially with like the Gambit system and that, because the Gambit system paved the way for the 13 Powdery Grim system. So... Which is, um... Which is, uh... What was I gonna say? I, I, uh, yeah. Twelve found a way to take MMO concepts, mix them, make them a local RPG, and make it actually unique. Yeah, I think like unfortunately the thing with Twelve is that a lot of people didn't like the main character, and so, I mean, <laughs> he had quite the personality. 
but everybody loved the world of Ivalice. They still oh, love the yeah. world of Ivalice. Oh, you can't not love the world of Ivalice. Like, I, 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 I will... I haven't played Tactics or 12 yet, so I can't tell you anything about it. <gasps> I love I it. I can't um... tell you, I, as, as die-hard as a Final Fantasy game, I haven't played 6. I bought 9, never got through it. Um... Ten never played, but I own it five times. Um, you're gonna notice that I don't actually play the game. <laughs> well, I mean, that's fine. You experience Final Fantasy in a way that fits you. Um, you don't. This is the thing. This is why I love the Final Fantasy series because you don't have to play every game. Mm. Like, you, there's no rule that says you have to play every Final Fantasy game to get what's no. going on. So it's just like, I mean, I've played every Final Fantasy except for Eleven. Um, at the time, I wasn't allowed to play online games, so I couldn't play the MMO. Um, yeah, and in the end, yeah, and at the, as soon as I learned about Grandmasters, which was going to be the Eleven mobile game, I held off on getting Eleven. Because mm-hmm. I was like, no, it's okay. Um, I pour all of my PC time into 14, so if I get Eleven on, the, on my phone, I, it'll be easier for me. To balance the two, mm-hmm. um, but of course, Grandmasters was cancelled, uh, and they're not going ahead with it anymore. But they do seem to be putting effort into Eleven again, um, because they still had. There was I don't know if it, not last year, but the year before, they had like a fan gathering and everything. So this Eleven's still going quite well. Yeah, it's got quite a solid fan base considering. Yeah, uh, I was surprised when I heard, oh, in 2019, we're going to shut down the PS2 for some reason. Like, what the fuck? Some people are canceling the PS2? Yeah, I'm just like, this is still going? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, it was, it was, it's pretty impressive when you think about it. At the um, time, I just want Final Fantasy XI complete. Just so that I'm yeah. the only game in the fucking West that got the Final Fantasy, I mean, that got the PS2 hard drive. Which is hilarious because it's actually just a standard feature in Japan, and we're like, oh, yeah. Really? I mean, like we tend to get very different Final Fantasy over here to, compared to actually in Japan a lot of the time. So, I mean, but it's also like all of the Final Fantasy games had an installed a hard drive feature, but then several other games also used the hard drive, and we're like, yeah, it doesn't exist. Ah, <laughs> it's only here for Final Fantasy Eleven because it has to be. Yeah. I'm like, like, yeah, no. But then I was also pissed because I'm like, okay, so now that it's here, why can't all these other games just get the straight port? Oh, no, we read the lockdown on that. Why? <laughs> why did it. Yes, they do. I mean, I can understand why. I mean, at least, at least, at least we got Zodiac Age yes. in the end. Yes, we did. <laughs> so they're making progress. Uh, they're, yes, they are slowly opening things up to our side and be like, right, okay, maybe we should start putting stuff out mm-hmm. as it goes out and maybe there wouldn't be such a difference in reaction so yeah no it'll, it'll it, it's gonna be that square are definitely changing things up a bit um so it'll be interesting to see where they go from here i can't kind of like i can't wait 16... to see no you got no, you got Oh wow, it's only $70. Sorry, I was just looking up to see if the HDD version was still there. 
Um, but yeah, this that's kind of what I like about Square Enix. Look, I'm not the biggest fan of some of the other franchises. I'm not the biggest fan. Oh of no, Final Fantasy is definitely my franchise. Like I, I, I stick to this particularly, like Lou. I stick to like. four things from Square. Obviously, as I was telling you, Life is Strange. Mm. But that's just because they hit a gold by buying that IP from Don't Nod, which is, yeah. I'm not mad. Uh, um, Neo, obviously. Um, <laughs> Final Fantasy, but that's just a no fucking brainer at this point. Um, <laughs> and uh, Tomb Raider, actually. Really liked what EDO slash Crystal Dynamics did with the reboot. Hmm. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm. It'll be interesting to see what they do with the new one because, like, um, I didn't even realize they were doing a sweepstakes during the Screenings Presents thingy. Mm -hmm. Um, where if you use their Screenings Presents hashtag on Twitter, uh, along with if you followed them, you got free copies of two of the Tomb Raider games. What? Well, yeah, I, mean, I, have, I, I mean, I didn't know about that, but it, of course it doesn't matter to me because I own it on three different consoles. Yeah, like, um, yeah. hang on, I'll, I'll tell you the two that you got. Because I just got, like, I got tagged in with them in a post, and I was like, what? what's this? Mm -hmm. And it's like, you got, you got uh, like, this Lara Croft bundle for the PC, and it was uh, Temple of Osiris and Guardian of Light. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, though, like, um, they gave you them free if you used their hashtag um, during the Phoenix Presents show. Oh, wow. Which was But for me, as I said, I'm, I'm, I'm more of the survival series. Mm. Which is the main three things that they're selling, not the mobile games. Because the Temple of Cyrus and uh, Guardian of Light were mobile games. Um, but I love the survival series. But since that's coming to a close, the I'm now down to four franchise, three franchises: Neo, Final Fantasy, Kingdom Hearts. Um, yeah. But it's it's crazy what those three franchises can lead to. And I'm definitely going to do this as self-promotion for both Mo's episode and um, uh, Libowis' episode. Because on both of those episodes, I talked at great length about what Kupokan means to me. And I'm yeah. like, hey, look, they're looking for a appreciation post. Might as well squeeze out some self-promotion. I mean, if Mo Gallagher could somehow squeeze out self-promotion. Ocean, even when he's got talking, why can't I? <laughs> I think it, it's, it's all about who you do it, really, isn't it? So yeah, how, no, uh, how you do it, sorry. Exactly. So I'm just like, oh, you guys are looking for appreciation posts. Well, let me just take these two sections from my... Um, podcast, so I can get people to look at my podcast. But... Mm. That, that, so that's why I said. Um, but 
I mean, Final Fantasy 15, the game me and you both love beyond to death, has oh, yeah, so yeah. many stories. You know what? Like oh, it, it, it drives me oh, nuts, and there's a lot that I wish they had done differently. But at the same time, I love it with all my being, and wouldn't change an ounce of it. <laughs> yeah, let me give you one last thing before we go. I think this is the best way to end it. Give me one more thing. This will probably be the greatest thing I will ever own. Because it's not for it just being a complete single game. Go ahead, Nick. It's actually the game yeah, didn't need a guide. Yeah, one of the prettiest guides. Not going to lie. It's one of the prettiest guides, not going to lie. I know, I know. But on the same boat, the game didn't really need a guide. I was able, I opened it once and I was for pity else and then that. Inside this guy, they're like, pity else is too dead. <laughs> Everybody fucking hates pity else. Yes! 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 Look, everybody was like, Tabata, I'm glad that one guy, you gave that one guy all of the rain in the world to do whatever the fuck he wants. Never again. <laughs> Just never again. Yeah, but I mean, it, 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 at the end of the day, it's tradition. There's always one moment in a Final Fantasy that makes you want to just throw your remote at everything. Yes. Ultimately, and so in fifteen, that's videos. <laughs> yes, and ultimately, you're right. And then in twelve, there's your, there's always. But then again, fifteen. Did fifteen have a super ultra boss? Did fifteen have? Uh, an ultra boss? yes. Uh, okay. So before royal, royal edition, because I know Omega becomes the super ultimate boss. In royal edition, but yeah. So before royal edition, uh, it was astronomically frustrating to kill the adamantoids oh, um which is weird in because I yeah so it. in was it uh i think it was royal edition and they nerfed it no. um they changed the way the ring works that was before royal edition because i know because okay so was it, was it verse the the chapter verse where you play as uh gladio and prompt yeah. uh and yeah, when they to build DLCs. yeah so like they, they nerfed know, the, uh, they didn't know the ring big. No, they did not nerf it. They did the exact opposite with the ring. That's how I killed yeah. Adam Antoys. They yeah, so, so like much before that. that death actually works on it. It just takes two hours. Or, but then they also had another thing where the insta-death from the ring can also kill the thing, but it's a 0.01% chance to kill it. So I yeah. just kept pointing it and just drained its health. Oh, um, when I did it. 
That was back in 2017 or some shit. Great. I'm just so, trying to remember because I know like the only the only other one I know a lot of people struggled on was Omega, of course. Um, but other but, than that, yeah, that that's the thing. What I'm saying is that game was actually quite easy. <laughs> Which is why I look at this and I'm still This is why I'm struggling because my knowledge of fifteen goes from day one yeah. <laughs> all the way up to now. And I'm like, and there's been a lot of changes. <laughs> yeah. But it's kind of funny because I look at this and I'm like, this is the most useless piece of Final Fantasy Seven memorabilia. But I didn't bring this out for no fucking reason. It's mm. this piece of Final Fantasy memorabilia means a hell of a lot more, not because of how useless it is. Because I figured out even how to kill the adamantoids without really Googling anything. <laughs> anyway. mm. uh, because because they also released the Magitek suit when they buffed the way. So you can go Magitek. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh... about, and then you're invulnerable for the entire fight and you're what you call it. So it's just like yeah. completely useless. <laughs> oh, my God. Doing that day one was painful. Oh, you killed it day one. Yeah, three hours. Well, it took me about the same amount of time, but I used that. Um, I gave yeah, up no, it didn't work. Uh, it doesn't work on the Adamantois uh, in the original. One. On day one. Yeah. yeah. But then they patched it so that it does work. And then they did the thing, and now the ring kills everything, and I'm like, why? <laughs> well, the ring doesn't kill everything. Yeah, almost everything. <laughs> Almost. You can use but, it with the Jedi Tomberries, it just takes a lot of luck. Well, I mean, but but the Jedi Tomberry is actually extremely easy because you can also just strap on the Magitek suit and go and kill the Jedi Tomberry. That's how I did but it. But you don't get that satisfying pop sound. I got a, I have the video. I think I, I think you do. Oh, no, no. When you use the magic, if you, um, what I mean is if you use the ring... You, oh, get you get that, that magic. Bop. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, you get the magic pop sound. And it also really fits because then it's yeah, it's very fitting. From from the Jedi Tonberry. <laughs> but <laughs> side note, yes, the thing is probably the most useless piece of memorabilia in Final Fantasy history. Um, because unlike thirteen, this did, game didn't need a guide. So. I brought this out, though, and I put 15 as the most memorable because of everything that happened. See, mm. this guide isn't just this guide. This guide is a collection. Uh, you're collecting all the signatures in the book. Yep. Nice. And each and every signature wields a very unique and weird as hell story. <laughs> That's the best kind, though. I know. I'm going to give you a little bit of a of a of a, a reason why Kupo Khan instantaneously became my favorite. I mean, I, I don't mind singing this phrase for the 15th time. Oh, well, we're, uh, we're always happy to sing Krippon's phrases, so. It's because of Alex. Yeah. That one motherfucker. That one motherfucker right there. Because my parents 
aren't the biggest fans of me traveling across country. Actually, yeah. this was the first time I did. Adam Crosdale. I was like, you know what? I'll throw a Hail Mary. I know this isn't going to fucking work because my face was so way too possessive. Yeah, sure, you can go. You fucking kidding me, mate? Hey. You'd be surprised. Like, I remember we're going to mine the palm, and I'd never flown overseas really, other than to see uh, my nan and granddad who live in Spain. And when I went to mine the palm, I ended up meeting two people, and I didn't know these people beforehand. Um, and we had such an amazing time at mine the palm that we ended up just deciding afterwards, hey. You want to go to Toronto? And we went to Pomterio, three of us who had never met each other before. Mm-hmm. First time going on a long haul flight to anywhere by myself without like my family or anything like that. And so like my mom was like doing her usual be careful thing. Um, but That's yeah, the so difference it's between your mom and my mom. My mom didn't allow me to go downtown inside of my city. Itty by myself until I was 23 years old. That's what I'm trying to tell you. You're yeah. British. You well, do not understand what black. Well, it also it also depends on siblings because I'm I'm the oldest, uh-huh. so I was always the one who was like sent to the shop to get things and stuff like that. So it like it depends as well on so, siblings uh, and things. Exactly. I'm the youngest. I have. A few yeah, so like I, I get that. I get so that. So it's like when my mom said yes, I was like, like, "Is this the same person?" And <laughs> she probably realized how much it meant to you, and she was like, "You know what? Go for it." Also, she said, "I would not have sent you anywhere if your cousin wasn't there to appease you." So basically, yeah. my cousin didn't say yes. Yeah, anyway. so you had someone to go with. Yeah. And now, my cousin's 35 years old. She stayed at home. Yeah. And I was four hours away, which my mom almost sent me back home because there was no, oh, there was no hotel. I did not have, oh, we did not know if I was going to have a hotel room. So just like, I'm going to, let me finish the story and uh, you'll see how more ridiculous this gets as yeah. the time goes. So. Yeah. I get there, and my dad was having trouble booking a room inside the hotel for a reasonable price. So they're like, oh, yeah, you can have one for $200. And my dad's like, fuck that. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, is this thing about to die because of the hotel shit? We figured it out, and after arguing with them, we got the Kupokan discount. We finally, mm. got, we finally got that. Um, and my dad said, fine. Then, after all of that, I walk in, ready to drop the 20 bucks. I'm like, I literally only came here for one fucking reason. I don't, as much, look, I didn't know what else to expect, but I did know I came here for one fucking reason. Yeah. And, I walk in. We finally solved everything else. My heart is like, okay, I can stop going into cardiac arrest now. We it's all solid. We're done. We're done. No, we're not. So I walk <laughs> in. 
that literally. There were two people leaving the Awaka's Gil store. Mm. Gil store. And I was just like, so uh, I'm here to buy a, uh, a signing pad. Because I wasn't able to pre-order one. And like, we just sold the last one to that guy over there. Yeah, it's difficult. And then I just walked out. And I went to the front of the uh, thing and I just started crying. I was trying to compose myself so I could call my aunt to come and pick me back up. Because I'm like, what the fuck is, what is the point of staying? Mm. Like, there was no reason why I'm there. What enjoyment am I going to have if after doing all of this shit to get here, thing that I was doing all of this shit for cannot happen. And now mm. I'm going to be rubbed inside the face of what it won't happen. So... Um... So yeah, I was completely... I was like, fuck it. And even... I wasn't going to like call my parents and talk to them about it, because of course my dad just got the $100 and fucking traveled for that night. So hell no, I'm not calling them at that point. Like, mm. But I was like, I'd much rather lie to my parents than tell them what the hell actually happened. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I went up to the front, pretty much bawling my eyes out. Because I'm like, I did all this, and it's useless. And it was for nothing. It literally was for nothing. Because of a 30-second delay with my luggage. I walk in, and I literally see him handing uh, a pass to uh, one of the other guests, is what I'm trying to say. And he's like, "We all, that was literally the last one we were allowed to sell. sell. And I'm like, really? I'm not, I didn't get mad at them. I'm like, I didn't say anything to them. I just walked out. And I'm like... Well, sometimes that's life. All of the mm. intentions in the world can still be for nothing. But then, well, I believe in spirituality, so this is for me. But whatever, the universe said, that ain't how it's going to be. So one mm. of the security guards, who on break, took a few minutes, came up to me and said, man, what's wrong? And I just started kind of trying to, over all of the crying, explain what the hell happened. Yeah. And he was just like, let me go and talk to Alex. I know him. He's, he's a very nice guy. We've been working on this crap since the last few weeks because, of course, you can't just show up in a city and say, we're going to have 600 people. So, like, mm. I'm in his contact. Let me go and talk to Alex. Um, and he talked to Alex. And I stood outside. I was, again, I'm also, I don't like talking to people. I'm extremely shy. I'm out of my, I mean, there's a thousand things going on right now in my head. And Alex came up to me. He said, hold on, I got you. And I'm like, no. Because I still didn't know who the fuck Alex was. But... 
And of course, you're not going to walk around and see the president of the con just standing on the ground floor. That's not yeah. what you expected either. Oh, that just doesn't <laughs> fucking happen. Yeah, Kupo is definitely uh, a unique event. Yes. Good luck trying to find the president of, 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 of New York Comic Con just standing there out in the open talking to people and talking gigs. It ain't happening. Give him one more. And then it came to my bat again when one of the volunteers was like, but I was only told we can only have 50 people in the line. I counted every person. And he's like, he's fine. Let him go. And I'm like, that right there, probably the best damn thing that has ever happened. Hmm. Because I'm used to going to cons, and I'm used to people at cons being assholes. Fucking assholes. I think that that's like that's where you have to separate. Uh, as much as it's called KupoCon, it's not really a con. It's it's a it fan is. event, and the idea is it, it's organized by the fans and for the fans. And yes, there, so. was, um, there was a few moments of, of, of I didn't feel comfortable with the way was being treated at the con, but I'm also got to say there's 600 people. You're not going to be perfectly... Yeah, th- this is the thing, like, it's uh, it's unavoidable that yes. stuff happens. Yes. But, like, majority of people are there just to have a good time and just bury themselves in everything that we love about the games. Exactly. So, I say that because that was number one. So that mm. was the Adam Clausdale signature in 2017 or 2019. Mm. But then something else happened. Note what the other signature. You know whose face it is. You yeah, it's prompt. Long enough. You, you played the game enough. Yeah. <laughs> I played this game one more than I can to admit. Exactly. Bobby fucking Brown. did something that was even more ridiculous. Because it pretty much happened the same thing. Again, I show up, and for whatever reason, I just can't hold my emotions. But sometimes it actually works. Mm. I didn't hold my emotions. Because, in this case, my con, and this is the other reason why I fucking hate cons, not Kubo con, but cons, is because they didn't explain things correctly. On the website, they said Final Fantasy, Bobby Drayman is known from Final Fantasy 15. So, it brought in a whole bunch of people from Final Fantasy 15. The person who brought in Bobby Drayman, though, Shonen Jump slash Funimation, to promote Boruto, said, no, 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 you can only sign this merchandise. Yeah, like, I, I hate it when cons do that. Yeah, it's like, if you're, uh, you, you hold my rant an hour ago about marketing tools. It doesn't get mad. I don't look. Entertainment marketing teams fuck shit up, no matter which world you're looking at. And I don't like that. Hey, mm. because you're supposed to sell the glitz and the glamour. But then why bring me out here? Get my yeah. money. 
and then not explain what the hell is going on. Not even, this is the other thing that pissed me off. Not even inside the book for what that you get when you get into your top. Fine! If you didn't put it on the website to get people to watch me, fine. But waiting until we're inside of a fucking line that's an hour long? Oh, yeah, oh. like, it, it's definitely something that would be on the website. It'd be like, right, they're only going to sign official merchandise related to the event. They're not yeah. going to sign anything else. Exactly. A lot, of, a lot of people wouldn't have gone. Exactly. And... He... So, Bobby Draymond jumped up and said, what the hell is going on? What's going on? Well, I just heard from the guy who's actually brought you in that after all of this shit, you're not signing... I can't. And he's just like, oh, I'm all right, I can't. And, but, let me see if I can make this better for you, while secretly grabbing a drink. That shit in itself. Mm. According to him, you guys, because he showed back up next year with, what, A-Chase and, uh, what was it, it was a Final Fantasy 15 reunion? Oh, was that when they, all four of them did the cosplays? Maybe it did. Okay. But either way, um, he showed up back up with Ray Chase because him, one of the Kingsglaive members, and uh, what you call it, all did their own little podcast that they were promoting. But he showed back up, and he said. I gotta be honest with you. Out of there were about fifty more people that came after you. And outside of that one video that I posted online chasing after a Chocobo, those are the only two Final Fantasy things I did after. Because of my contract. They allowed one person to get a little bit of a video. And you're the only signature. I had to turn away so many people. And I'm like, oh, it it's pretty insane how fate works out. Like it it's also pretty insane how strict convention contracts can be, honestly. Like they at MCM, which is our biggest convention, mm-hmm. uh, they have a rule now where all guests have to charge for selfies and videos. Like, you can't get like, this isn't the actor's choice. Um, and the actors don't even get to say how much they charge. No. Like, it's literally the convention that says you have to charge for selfie videos and this is how much you're going to charge. It's so frustrating. And it's even more frustrating because this is why I stopped going to my local big convention. In 2017, when I got my first convention, the goal. Is it? Oh, uh, there he is. It's a Dave Fedora. Hmm. They were completely lax about the rules, and I literally spent the entire convention chewing his ear off, and he, it was encouraged, too. Like, yeah, talk to him, have fun! 
Yeah, like that's what yeah, they think at the end of the day that's what you're there for. You exactly. to meet them, get to know them and just have a good time. And 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 we consistently made the joke because for whatever reason his line was always so it's literally just, so it wasn't like I was standing there preventing other people from showing up. There was nobody there to begin with. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. yeah, if there was a line of 300, like, like there was obviously a line of 400 people for fucking uh, Steve Drunk. No shit. That's always yeah. going to happen. So I'm not going to stand there and take an hour of Steve Drunk shot. But Dave Fenoy literally had no one. So I did utilize that, but yeah, but this year or the last, I mean, what 2019, 2020, actually 2020, shit, I suppose this is really close. This is gonna be a COVID, but 2020, um, they got rid of that rule. You can't stand here anymore, and I'm like. Mm-hmm. Eh. Whether or not it, nobody's inside the fucking line, nobody, I'm not bothering anyone. Yeah, well, you can't do it anymore. And I'm like, conventions it, it, in America, it's, it's difficult. Conventions in America is really just a place to buy shit and get out. But it's like, completely this is why, like, uh, my, it's been very interesting as someone who's done quite a lot of the coupos. Uh, going across to see the different communities. Mm-hmm. So, like, I've seen the UK community, I've seen the American community, and I've seen the Canadian community, mm-hmm. and, like, they're, they're so different. Um, not only just the community itself, but, like, when they talk about conventions and the way they're run and that, they're, they're very different depending on where you go. So, like, I, I, I've only ever been to one other convention in the US and it was a uh, whole mat mm-hmm. uh, holiday matsuri mm-hmm. and it was yeah it was it was a very unique experience because it was very different to how they do cons here yeah and it's it was it was it was it was really surprising because I'm like okay I thought the whole thing was for you to have fun, but now it's really just a trade show. Mm. Well, like, what? In, dropping, what, what are you about to ask? I, maybe I can answer it in five minutes, but what are you about to say? Yeah, it's just like, uh, well, all I was going to say is, because I've been going to conventions for, what, 11, almost 12 years now, when you if, if you count last year. Um, and what I've learned to teach myself and other people is that cons are what you make of them. why like the icebreakers of Koopa help a lot so but even after that by the time all that happened I missed all the icebreakers I missed all the things and on top of that I just didn't fucking know because I just woke up showing up oh 
But to, to be honest, I, uh, Bigger Palm was a first for majority of the people there, so majority of the people there had no clue what was going on. Yeah, it's basically, as they said, the false, literally the false Kubo Khan was inside of those hollow dolls two years ago. Uh, yeah. Um. But, and, and then, of course, because of that, it was really scary, and I so I didn't really interact with a lot of people. I think like it, it it does tend to be like that though. Your first one, which is why like I'm 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 keeping my fingers crossed that they do do another US one because then the US crowd can have another chance to really embrace it again. Because yeah, now they'll have well, a bit more idea of what's two, happening. There's only two in America and one only like fifty people showed up because nobody knew the fuck it was to begin with. And two, now six hundred people showed up. But again, they don't know what the fuck it is. <laughs> so now we're at that 12 one up, so nothing really changed. <laughs> so, for me... So it's just like... For me, though, it was... I just wish that now that I'm taking care of all of the anxiety and other bad things from my mental standpoint to have another shot. Because a lot of the time, the reason why I didn't talk to people wasn't because I didn't interact with people, I was just afraid of how they would respond. And some people did respond kind of rudely, so I backed off even more from talking to anyone. Yeah. I think, like, uh, if I recall, a lot of people were not only uh, a little thrown off by the event itself, Mm -hmm. also, it was all bloody hot that day <laughs> i remember which like why, this... which is why when i uh when the guy who was inside the red 13 suit commented i'm like how the fuck did you survive uh, oh god remember, I, yeah, I was crying yeah. like because like it doesn't it doesn't we don't get heat here like, we just don't and so like i when i went to bigger palm and i'm like send help the british are dying because I'm just like melting, <laughs> trying to survive on adrenaline alone. <laughs> um, but I was just like, oh, it was so hot, so hot that day. <laughs> but like, it was like midsummer, so. Yeah, I was wondering, but this is the thing, I was wondering, like, you guys are complaining, and I'm like, I, I'm fine mainly because in the Midwest, of America, we get literally every extreme. Oh, you want a negative 40 degree day? Here, have at it. You want 127 degrees? Here, have at it. So it's like, See, we're we used to rain. Like, that's what we're used to. Mm-hmm. Rain. Just endless rain. We're not used to heat at all. Yeah. Which is why, like, the country shuts down when it goes above, like, 27 degrees. Ah. So, it's just like... It's only 98 <laughs> degrees Fahrenheit. I'm just like, everyone just has a breakdown the moment it goes slightly above that. And so it's just like, yeah. We do not function well in heat, so... Yeah. I can imagine maybe, like, some people were a bit grouchy because of that. Um, 
I think just generally a lot of people's first coupos tend to be uh, a little bit confusing. Uh, uh, you're you're very wary because it's done very differently to other cons. Um, and well, this is the thing. So I think this is the thing. I think Alex is just came to fucking man. Because it's basically lying to you in, in, its, in, its, in its title. Well, it's, well, it's, 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 well, is it really a convention the way you're trying to run it? it because you're not interested Well, it is run. Like, it not... is run like a convention. It's just that the community has created an environment that it's not like a commu- convention. If you get what that mean, I what I mean. Exactly what I mean. That's why I was making the joke of, can you really call it a Yeah, convention? it's just like, it's like one of those it's things. It's a con like... in all but, na- it's, it's a con in name alone. <laughs> yeah. So it's just like, yeah, it's 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 a weird one, but I think that what that's what is best about it. And that's why for the last like five years, I mean for the last two years, I've been trying to find ways that I can help out from home until mm. I can get more income, stable lifestyle, so I can start traveling more. Because obviously, it's a traveling band of misfits. I think he did that on purpose. Literally a Final Fantasy game. A traveling band of misfits just trying to make your way. <laughs> yeah, it's just a, it's it's very. Fi- I think like I'm grateful for the fact that they do do different countries and that, um, because like here, um, it's a f- absolutely huge deal, um, because the UK just doesn't get Final Fantasy events. Like we don't. Um, we had, we get Distant Worlds once every two years. Because for some reason they don't like London, um, we don't get we had like London. every every distant world. No, I specifically distant worlds. Specifically distant I'm worlds, not different distant worlds. I'm not talking about the different ones. Every distant world event also comes to Chicago. Period. Because only Walt is from Chicago, so he put that in yeah. the contract. But that only shows up every two years too. So it's just distant worlds in general is every two years. Yeah. It just has other places that it seems to go to every year, and we're just like, did we do something to upset you guys? No, <laughs> he doesn't even come to his own house every year. And it's yeah. inside of his contract that every two war he plays at the Chicago Symphony Orchestra. And we're like, uh, we had Distant Worlds, and then we had like a pop-up shop appear uh, one weekend in Distant Worlds, which was great, but also a complete disaster. Um, because they put it in this tiny tiny little shop uh-huh. um, not understanding that there were literally 10,000 Final Fantasy bands within the vicinity that weekend it's just like you had Distant Worlds there are two concerts in one day every concert holds 5,000 people so it's just like just in one day alone you had 10,000 Final Fantasy fans within the vicinity this was not going to go well it was insane um but like so literally whenever anything final fantasy comes to the uk we go ballistic um and so like the first koopa con was just like what is going on yeah it was so big <laughs> that liam oh because he was telling me from his standpoint i'm like i have no idea what the fuck this is and he was hearing about it day one <laughs> yeah like, well i, I was hell, why would i know um, about this I always follow them the year before, like uh, when they used to do the Cooper cast on YouTube, 
and like uh, not many know that before uh, CooperCon actually had a forum mm-hmm. um, that people could talk into, talk mm-hmm. to, uh, like, but they ended up having to shut it down. And so it's just like, yeah, it's it's been an experience uh, watching it from start to now um, and seeing like the different people it affects in different ways and seeing how people react to it in general. It's 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 definitely been a wild ride. Yeah, it was definitely probably my best walked experience. My best yeah. because the fucking staff was on point. My walks because well, those six hundred people no idea what the fuck they were doing to begin with. And I got a lot of rude remarks. Best walk experience. Unfortunately, people come in two types of weird and not all of them are good. Obviously, remember what I said, I enjoyed the My Little Pony fandom up until pedophilia killed the damn thing. Again, people are weird. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I ever would have thought that I would have had in that sentence, but yes, the pony convention stopped because of pedophilia, and then subsequently, Activision just decided to end Friendship is Magic. The next year, I th- like they I had think no like they just <laughs> they put, at yeah. the end of it, mm-hmm. like they looked at the fandom and how it was progressing and just were like, you know what? If we don't nip this in it, the bud, this no. it, it, it's yeah, this this is enough. Yeah, we're good, guys. Legitimately, get off if we don't nip this one in the bud. <laughs> uh, which is probably why, but like, yo, you get one, and I'm glad that they gave them a season to actually end it. <laughs> But they're like, no, we're done after this. Mm, no. Because there was murmurings of a season 10, but of course that's not going to happen. <laughs> Just because people are crazy. People are weird. Mm. Uh, so, yeah. But I think like that, it, it, it's weird because it works with Final Fantasy because Final Fantasy takes us to different places. It takes us to different characters and yep. Like, you learn about, like, people and just each other's stories. And you kind of come together with a general goal in mind. Mm-hmm. And you go from there, really. And, like, sometimes, sometimes it doesn't work out. Sometimes your teammates betray you. I'm looking at you, Kane. Um, oh, and so... <laughs> so I'm just like <laughs> we know some characters who aren't very good at staying on one team but it's just like yeah it's just part of the adventure really it's the beauty of the adventure and out of all of this um, because <laughs> it's been three hours already I was not expecting that um, I, lies. I know right but out of all of this I think that Kind of what we can sum up this Final Fantasy. The whole point is just you're there for the adventure. No matter mm. which one you like, you're there for the adventure. Nobody yeah. sits down and talks about Final Fantasy in a vacuum. They always have to bring up the story that it presents. But the problem with trying to compare the story is that no obvious comparison gets you there. Yeah, like I, I, I honestly, it's impossible. Um... What might be a good thing to one person will be a bad thing to another, and the other way around. 
so it's just like one especially like when you come up with things like battle systems and stuff like that like well the battle system might not have worked for you but it might have worked for someone else i mean my favorite my favorite joke was to everybody who hates final fantasy 13 they must be real salty right now mainly because everybody that worked on 13 is now heading the Final Fantasy VII Remake project. Top to bottom. <laughs> um, you have uh, Tusuke running the director as head director, now that no more step back. You have head artist, head they, everybody from Final Fantasy XIII, which is why they brought mm-hmm. in a lot of the elements from Final Fantasy XIII. So basically, my cousin said it perfectly. People the thirteen is difficult, though, because like, I think a lot, a lot of it ended up being people hating it simply for the sake of it. Yeah, just because they wanted to hate it. Yeah, like, a lot of it, what I look back, was and people disliking it who didn't even play it. Yeah. And it's like, the, and that's why my cousin was laughing. Because nobody who play, who didn't play 13 is gonna read the credits and know who the hell Taki is. Tachi is. Like, they, they won't know any of these names. Because they didn't play 13. So how are you yeah. going to be the director of 13? And it's like, oh, Toyama. Yeah, that's the point. So the director of 13 came back and headed up Final Fantasy VII Remake. And somehow you guys all love that. Maybe it wasn't the game that was the issue. <laughs> you, if that's the it, case. It, it, it's always going to be a difficult one, I think. I think it's always going to be difficult, mainly because they're just fanboying. They weren't expecting yeah. 13. Because it literally changed everything. Including some even some smaller things like female protagonists. Name me another Final Fantasy game up until that point that had a female lead. And you can argue Yuna, but it hides the story. You can argue Well, I think they, they, they did that with quite a few, because technically Ash is the main character of 12, but yes. of course it's all played through Vaughn's point of view. Exactly. But it wasn't... So, you weren't directly controlling. Yeah. And, but this is so the thing, this is why Lightning's quite such a beloved character, even yeah. though she's quite stoic as a person. It's because she broke a lot of the standards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, and that's kind so, of the point. So the, everything from the gameplay broke standards because they didn't understand the gameplay. My favorite video is the completionist defended because he pointed out all of the flaws inside the argument. Final Fantasy 13's gameplay is based off of Final Fantasy 4. Y'all weren't complaining about the DS remake of Final Fantasy 4, so where did this shit come from? Which is a very valid <laughs> argument. <laughs> everything about the well they're, they're the main argument for anything pre-10 is yeah. people want turn-based back like complete turn-based not this uh, the, the kind Hybrid. of more free play that nowadays oh, no, yeah. and, that's, and that's, that to me is always kind of funny because again but he pointed out that in 2008 they re-released Final Fantasy 4 for the DS and it sold. Yeah, because it's got after years, isn't it? Mm, or was it? Oh no, was that Final Fantasy Four, Final Fantasy Three? No, Final Fantasy Four was for PSP. 
Yeah, because uh, we had uh, After Years, which yeah. came on the in the, the DS, yeah. I think, yeah. Um, but because four Fantasy... four After Years is like set after four. Yep. Uh, where but... Cecil has a kid. The thing is, like, it's difficult but, sometimes because it's been so long since I played some of the yeah. earlier titles. Yeah, but, and but so I understand. No, I looked it up. It was four. Um, yeah. So they had a port of four. Yeah, because it, it came with a bundle with After Years, didn't it? I remember they originally weren't going to make After Years. It was literally while they were making the DS remake of 4 that the the one who done it decided, you know what would be cool? Is what if, like, Cecil had a son? And it was like... And he ended up, like, making After Years because of it. Like, it was a very uh, spur-of-the-moment story. Yep. Yep. And about 2008, 2009. But the mm. bundle you're thinking of was for the PSP, as I said. It was 2011. Oh. I was talking okay. about the original I... DS. So Matrix Soft was hired for the original DS remake. DS remake. Yeah. And they did such a damn good job that they that Square Enix greenlighted the after year. People weren't complaining about that battle system. They did such a damn good job with it. But then when it was ported to a main series Final Fantasy game, because it was literally ported without change to Final Fantasy thirteen, everybody hated it. That's what I'm mm. trying to say. I think it's because it, it, it's more free play in thirteen, yes. So people don't associate it with the older styles of play mm. because it's not automatically turn-based. Yeah. Even or though even, I feel it even, kind of was, but yeah, or even Four's active time battle, battle system. Yeah, because... so like because people didn't automatically associate it with that, mm -hmm. people struggle. So like a lot of my friends who came into Final Fantasy later mm -hmm. uh, struggle with the older games because they can't deal with the the turn-based turn-based system. Yeah, uh, whereas many who grew up on the turn-based struggle with the free play. So it's like it's it, it you're always gonna have that contrast of old versus new, yeah. and I think also a lot of problem comes from nostalgia. Like, I as I, I admit, I haven't played many of the older games in a while. Like, it, uh, I I can't remember the last time I sat on my PSP and played uh, one or two, but um, so my memory of it is very much linked to either when I was younger when I did play it or the last time I did play it and yeah. my memory is questionable at the best of times so it's like it's difficult to hear when people complain I'm like right are you remembering it how it actually was or are you remembering it how you think it was yeah that's also true and so it's just like after I got off the phone with uh, Mo he kind of admitted, yeah, there are some things that are nostalgia versus practicality. Yeah, uh, even like I haven't gone back to the original in a while. And I'm the resident super nerd of Kupokan when it comes to Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> yeah. 
So it's just like it, it's it's difficult because like our perception of things when we were younger is very different to now. Because our perception when we were younger was like, holy shit, look at Bahamut, look at what he's yeah, like, like, ah! so Exactly. We were too busy freaking out over how cool it all looks. Yeah. Uh, now, but some people so... don't change from that, which is why you get a whole bunch of arguments about graphics, and I'm like. Yeah, as a kid, I would look at graphics, but how it looks doesn't matter. I've seen 8-bit pixel art games have stronger score. He's in Call of Duty with all of the budget in the universe. Oh, yeah. Oh. Well, I mean, like, a bit, a bit games can do fine. Uh, know, Octopath Traveler was great. Um, I that did the nostalgia for old-style games really well, I feel. Which is why I can't wait for it to hit Xbox Game Pass next week so I can fucking start playing it. <laughs> I, I have a Switch, but the problem with owning a Switch is that every game gets a 4% discount. You'll get it dropped yeah. from 65 to 61 and you'll take it. And I'm like, yeah. it's still kind of expensive. <laughs> um, but... aspect of people say that that's not what they want, then Square Enix goes out and does it. And then people say, well, this is amazing. Why didn't you do this here? Well, we did. You just didn't like it with the shiny Okoda face. You didn't so, think about it that way. Exactly. It's like, yeah. Because I mean, like, you're, you're always going to get people that don't like how things ended up because it's not like expected. Like, I, I will hold my hands up and say that when... So I had the ending for a remake spoiled for me because of all the leakers on Twitter. Um, I deleted my Twitter for for several reasons. <laughs> yeah, two weeks two weeks before the uh, the day release of the remake, uh, the ending and everything was all over Twitter, um, and I spent a lot of time on Twitter because of the Arginians on there. Um, so I I couldn't avoid it, and I was I admit that I was not happy. Uh, as as a fan of Seven, um, I, I I I kind of was a bit of a purist. I was like, why? Why would you do this? Um, and I I got angry. Uh, but like at the end of the day, I was like, you know what? It's not what I was expecting uh, or what really what I wanted. But at the end of the day, we have no idea where this is going. And other people seem to be enjoying it. So. It, we can just like well okay this is not so much for me as it is for them and then so it's just like when you see it in context it makes a thousand percent more sense which is why i don't which is why i just avoid leaking i mean yeah i always say that i mean I, i'm still go. confused i'm still like where are you going with this uh, i have concerns That's the point yeah, I'm if like, I'm like. If you didn't notice, that was the point of the entire game at this point. Yeah, yeah, but I, I think at this point we've gotten to the point where if you, if you don't at the end of a Nomura game sit there like, I have concerns. Exactly. Then yeah, it's, it's not, not a Nomura game. <laughs> we were literally just talking about this with the end of We Mind. Oh, yeah. So there's like eighty percent chance that the bad ending is the good ending. If we think it's just no like more. if it doesn't leave you slightly concerned and terrified, then they're not doing it right. Exactly. We we waited 15 years for Kingdom Hearts 3, and every true Kingdom Hearts fan that I know said that 
it was fucking fine. And and, and I, I and my cousin. I think with the with Remind, it was the initial shock factor, and a lot of people were like, "Hold on, are you gonna?" Uh, like, one of my friends who is a big Kingdom Hearts fan got quite upset by it. Um, and for kind of a fair reason, but it's like one of those things like, I can understand why you're upset, but at the end of the day, it's their game, not ours. Um, and so they can do what they want with it. Um, and he was like, I don't want them to, to ruin Kingdom Hearts to bring back, in this case, the Versus 13. And it's just like, at the end of the day, they're going to do what they're going to do. And it's just like, yeah, you can, you can, you can be upset about it. You can be angry about it. Um, but in the long run, there's not really much that you can do about it. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like, there's nothing wrong with your initial reaction to it. Um, but it, like when people start getting funny or like uh, about the way things turned out with like, other people and things like that, it's just like. At the end of the day, it's a game. Um, if it didn't go the way that you were hoping for, then yeah, that sucks. But at the end of the day, it's not your game. Yeah, and I, and I wish a lot more people had that mentality in which it's like... When I was talking to Georgia about this, I was like, yeah, but is it right? threaten somebody because everybody hated Oh no, absolutely not. Everybody like, hated Vanille if you just listened to her description. Well, but then I, 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 I listened to that podcast and I was like, right, okay, it's fair, it's fair for people to not like her. Like, mm, honestly. Yes, I, I know yes, people who I'm don't not, like her. Yeah, yeah. Um, she's definitely out there uh, as a character. Mm. But you when do you, not Yeah associate characters to voice actors and things yeah. in the way that people did. Um, and as she there's a the line story, that you yes, I'm glad you listened to the entire thing very few people have, but as you explained but as she explained her story, I'm like oh, okay, yeah, no, that's just pushing yeah. it. Because one, this was her false walk. She, as she yeah. explained. Oh yeah, no, the whole time she was yeah. acting, like it's it, yeah. the whole thing was an act. It was over exaggerated for a reason, and a lot of people didn't get it, or they, or like as as they said, uh, some people just don't like those kind of characters, mm-hmm. which which is fine. It, it honestly, it's fine. Um, it's like some people don't like certain characters. They don't like certain character tropes or things like that, and um, like the certain things that she does through the story might have upset people for fair reasons. Um, I remember, because I I remember people hating Hope more than Vanille. Mm-hmm. Um, like Vanille was just quirky, uh, kooky, crazy character who got slightly on your nerves after a while, um, but Hope everyone like was going on oh he's such a crybaby he's such a wimp like why don't he just get over himself and it's just like right he is a child (laughs) 12 years old 
<laughs> he is a child who has known nothing of any of this and has just been thrown into this. This isn't this isn't like an isekai or a manga where the character suddenly becomes like stupidly overpowered and is like power of friendship kind of deal. This is like this kid who as was admittedly a little bit spoiled has been thrown into this situation that he has no idea how to deal with. And it's just like, of course he's going to cry, of course he's going to be upset and angry, and of course he's going to think it's unfair, because he's a kid. I'm like... If, 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 like, most people when they're teenagers, if the bread lands on the wrong side up, we think life's trying to make everything difficult for us. So it's just like, you just like, picture yourself as a 12-year-old kid that's been thrown into this situation and you'd understand. Like, it's still annoying, little git. But, at the end of the day, it's his story and his situation that made him that way. And it's the same with Vanille. Like, like, she has a voice like Navi from Zelda. And it's just like, it does get grind on you, but that's the point. That's the point. Also, the fake happiness is also the point. Yeah, it's like that's the point. That that which the, is the kind of the character. Which is which is why I think people like, especially inside the Final Fantasy fandom, the biggest thing that I hate is the fact that we will throw caution to the wind. Because if you think back to Final Fantasy X, the game that everybody loves. Yuna was also portrayed the exact same way. Overly happy, nothing's gonna happen, when she knew exactly what happened to her father. It yeah. wasn't it was, like she was just portrayed, was, the, the difference between Yuna and Vanilla, she was portrayed as much softer. Exactly. Which is like, oh so fine, it's just we like, can get to the damsel and the trust trope. But then when Vanilla yeah. is trying to be strong to hide her pain. Yeah. So it's like, like I mean, Vanille's similar to Prompto in a way, um, yeah. except... Oh, yeah. Again, another connection between the 13 writing teams. Makes so sense. it's just like, the thing is that uh, that's a very typical trope in a, in a group anyway. You have yeah. the main character. You have the smart one. You have the kooky one. You have the strong one. It's a, that, that's, a, that's a group trope since the dawn of time. That's not even a Final Fantasy thing. And so, like, and you go back for all the fun fancies, and like, you'll notice the kind of similar dynamics where each character will have their own trope in a way. Um, but like, just because a character doesn't quite match your—I don't know if the requirements is the right word—but just the, how you would like them to be doesn't essentially make them a bad character. It's just—it's not your kind of character. And that's fine. It's like a lot of people do forget um, that a lot of the characters that people love in the original game, like the original original games, were jerks. Like the original Warrior of Light, in uh, like original FF1 Warrior of Light, was a bit was of a jerk. Was an asshole. Was an asshole. <laughs> I played it. Like, I, I freaking love. I, I love. I love the old I love uh, doing the Warrior of Light story and everything like that. But he he was a bit of a jerk. And so it's just like. There's been characters like that throughout the whole series. Characters who you do want to just give them a clip around the ear and be like, really? Really? But that's part of what makes them unique as characters. 
So it's just like. Yeah, and that, and that's kind of the point. People like the assholes. I mean, I I can't talk because I always automatically navigate towards the villains. Well, I didn't say the villains don't may not even be the assholes. Yeah, no, I'm just I saying, just generally, I always I always magnetize to the villains. What I'm saying is sometimes the villains can have a better point than the hero. Oh God, yes. Um, as crazy as Unilester was, there is a reason why she did what she did. As crazy as, um, Lord Seymour was, there's a reason why he tried to stop Yuna. He didn't want to see her die. See, I, 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 I admittedly would disagree. I genuinely think that Seymour was just a bit of a jerk. Well, we all know he was a jackass. <laughs> We're not sitting back here saying that he wasn't. But why he was a jackass makes more sense. Yeah, yeah, no, I get it, I get it. And, and I think that's one of the reasons why I get gravitated towards uh, what is it? Uh, who's that guy? Oh! Mm, Taro's writing. It's because he finds a way to make everybody equally an asshole. So you like no one, but everybody has a reason for being an asshole. Mm. Everybody has a reason for being an asshole. Like my friend said, I cannot finish Nia. Why should nine have to eat the fucking die? And I'm like, well, I mean, no, I mean, no, literally die. <laughs> but it's like, there's a reason for everyone to be an asshole in some way, shape, mm. or form. And I think Taro just understands that. Humans are complex, mm. so why not write an oh, extremely, yeah. an extremely his, his, his stories do tend to explore different sides of humanity, which is why like they're often written from the point of androids and that, because it's just like they're exploring this idea of what it's like to be human and things like that. Which is... to put in all of these references to old school philosophy in a game that has no humanity whatsoever. Humans are dead. <laughs> and Toho has yes, but the argument is, is they don't know that. That's the point, but yeah. that's the whole point. And then they reset when they do figure it out. It's an endless loop. Toho just fucking with her in the park. Square Enix's greatest weapon. Sin. <laughs> Look, you know what I want? Final Fantasy 17 directed by Yoko Tomo. <laughs> oh. I would love a crossover, to be honest. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, that'd be so fun. Final Fantasy like, anything with Yoko Tomo's mind. I feel like, uh, like Kingdom Hearts, if they ever did a Yoko Taro world, would be hilarious. Oh, God, an existential crisis. Fucking, which is why I hope it's, they lean in more, more. I wish I, which is why I hope that the end of Kingdom Hearts 3 is just them leading into more 
Tawa. I mean, more Square Enix. So then they eventually have to get to Tawa. <laughs> because yeah. that will be something. Sorry, that's my brother. Ah, uh, makes sense. Uh, because that would be something legitimately, be legitimately a great thought. Because then you have, what if somebody who's completely happy-go-lucky, like Sora, meets somebody as bleak as 2D or A2? <laughs> the it world has no meaning. <laughs> Does it, though? Like, how are you going to teach the power of friendship to somebody like that? <laughs> that would be great. That's why, like, I'm, I'm, it's quite interesting. The, uh, uh, I don't know, have you seen the near raids in 14? I recommend, like, if you're if you're not particularly keen on playing 14 itself, I, I uh, looking up the... Because I started the 60, level 63 trial, and I was like, you guys seem to be having fun over on the KuboCon server. Maybe I'll hop in for a little bit and just check it out. Yes, come join us. Come join hey, us in the chaos. Hey, I will join you in the chaos, but the thing that I hate about MMOs is when it becomes a solo fair. Oh no, it, there's no solo, like, a uh, majority of the stuff in the story is done, like, with parties and things, and you can ask people for help and stuff. There's only, like, occasional bits that you do yourself, like, little duties and that, but they're not that bad. Um, I mean, the KoopaCon is actually having an online event next, uh, next Saturday on the 27th, um, where they're basically having a KoopaCon, in but in... Yeah, so it's just like, and you only have to be like, I think like like they just asked everyone to get to like level fifteen to be able to part participate. So I may I may dedicate the next forty hours into getting to level fifteen. <laughs> The only thing, like, I, I know, like, a lot of my friends petition for everyone to join 14, but, I like, the only thing I do warn people is it is, it, it is a sinkhole for time. Um, and you will lose significant amount of times to it. So, but such is the way of any MMO, really. why I'm like, I already have to lose sinkholes amounts of time to non-MMOs. Yeah, like, so it's just like, um, do I Final have the time for this? Yeah, it's not like Final Fantasy 15 did not still become 300 hour walls, or Final Fantasy 10 did not become 300 hour walls. Yeah, there's a sinkhole. Yeah. No. It's fun. It's still fun. Like, I love the way they've incorporated near into it. Um, mm -hmm. There's like a whole storyline and everything, and it's really cool. And plus, you get really cool near outfits. I'm just gonna point that out. Yeah. Like the the last one is gonna release in Endwalker. Because it's a set of three raids, we've only done two so far. So yeah, 
We're going to see how this story ends. Well, I, I, I don't know, because it seems like, Endwalker seems very Thor-themed, very Thor-themed. Um, like, especially with, like, the lunar whale, and now we're going to the moon, and, like, it's just, everything about it screams Thor to me. And, like, we're, like, it's, it's really funny that they're making Estinian a trust companion now. Um, and of course, like Kane's a pretty prominent character in um, Four, mm. and so it's just like, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. I'm looking, I'm looking forward to seeing because they're they're bringing FF10 Anima into it. So I'm like, right, you've got Anima. Does this mean you'll bring in Ultima into? I'm like, gimme, because they always come together. Like, they they always have both of them. So. I have a feeling that Anima may become the final raid boss. You never know. I mean, as I stated, Yoki P doesn't seem like a guy who likes to divide his time. And he spent <laughs> a decade on fixing Final Fantasy fourteen. It's got a lot to sort out. <laughs> so I have a feeling that Endwalker may be the final event. The preliminate. It's the end. That's because it's not the it's not it's not the last one. Um they've confirmed that it's not going to be the last one. It is just the end of the current story. I but I'm saying maybe it's the end of his involvement, like Namor. In which there is there, 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 people have talked about that, but like we don't know. I mean, Yoshi P seems quite protective of his baby. Obviously, <laughs> but he may be but, producer of sixteen, but we 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 know where no, his loyalties lie. He isn't producer of sixteen; he's director of sixteen. No, he's producer. He's directing as as well. That's the point. No, the guy who's directing it is the one who done Last Remnant and uh, is the battle director from FF5. No, that's battle direction, not the game direction. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. The guy who is director for 16 is the director of Last Remnant and the battle director for 5. Yoshi P's only producer. I'm terrible with names. I cannot uh, remember Loki the Takai. Yeah. Takai. Yeah, yeah, he's the director. Um he was the director of Last Remnant and he also uh did like um the battle stuff of five. Mm -hmm. Which is why like I know a lot of people were worried about sixteen going away from its original FF roots. I'm like, no. The guy who directing this is from the teams who did one of the earlier games. We're fine. Honestly, <laughs> do not worry about it. Yeah, like, he's been working at Square for 30 years, and he's finally getting a shot. Yeah, so it's just like, just give him a chance, right? Maybe, like, because Yoshi P's on, so he, like, 
following the evilies and everything theme and ideas it'll be fine um i mean like i know everyone was complaining about the graphics seeming 214 i'm like it doesn't have to have pixel perfect graphics to be a good final fantasy people like to care about graphics do you know how many conversations i heard about graphics when it came to the new, new freaking video game i mean uh whatchamacallit system i got i got sick it's like Mm. Well, it's like well, 15's graphics are stunning. Um, like there's there's almost nothing anyone complain about the graphics in it. But at the same time, it's like well, yet you still have issues with the game. Fair issues, but the point is, it's like that game has perfect graphics, but it still has problems. So maybe, maybe they're going with this other way by concentrating more on the other stuff than making sure it has the picture-perfect graphics Mm -hmm. like that so it's just like and at the end of the day Final Fantasy is about the story like it can have whatever art style it wants whatever battle system it wants whatever characters it wants but at the end of the day it's the story the story the music because the day the Final Fantasy comes out, the people don't like the music is the day Final Fantasy dies. Um, Even 13 soundtrack is still held as one of the best. Oh, yeah, like, literally, despite the negative uh, reception of 13, the soundtrack of 13 is very well um, shouted about. So it's just like... Yeah, no, like, literally the two most important things about Final Fantasy is the story and the music. And, like, at the end of the day, the graphics can be whatever they want it to be. Whatever they feel fits the theme of the game itself. Because, like, Nine's nine's graphics weren't the usual Final Fantasy graphics. But, you know what? It was fine. It matched the theme of the game. It was unique. It was fun. And, yeah, like, you can spot Nine's characters off, a mile off, because of it, and so it's just like people want to find what they want to find to argue against for their benefit. Yeah, so Final it's just Fantasy like Seven's graphics weren't good, and you can fight me on it, but they did they 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 did the best they could at the time. But now, if you're over here still screaming that Final Fantasy VII is one of the greatest games of all time, and I'm like, there are several problems with Final Fantasy VII that you are clearly overlooking. Including the fact that the gameplay is completely broken. But hey. We remember a very different game when we were younger. Yeah, you mean the same game that you can literally stack eight mimics on and Cloud can just do Omni-Flash eight times and kill anyone? That same game is, is perfect? It's, nah, that's kind of broken a little bit. Just a little bit, Jake. Yeah. It's, that's part of what makes Seven unique, though, isn't it? Exactly. Like, every... Each game has its own things that make it unique, and that's the fun of it. 
But that's kind of why I enjoy final screaming. I mean, mm. I don't expect anybody to listen to this entire thing. It's been four hours. But I do think that if you just look at the length of time and understand that we've only talked about one video game, for four hours. Well, Nier's crept its way in. <laughs> yeah, of course. Nier will always keep its way in. As Square Enix's lame stepchild that they keep giving money to. Look, Silent well, like, Sato I have, I have is beautiful. Thing. I have a triangle right in my head. You know D&D uh, alignments? Mm -hmm. A little bit. Chaotic good, chaotic neutral. Yeah, so I have bit, the yeah. triangle. I have the triangle of Square Enix. And so we have uh, Chaotic Good is Yoshi P. Chaotic Evil is Nomura. Obviously. And Chaotic Neutral is Yokotaro. No, no. And that is my exactly. triangle of greatness. Exactly. Like, I don't give a fuck what any of y'all say. Everybody's gonna die. Why? Because everybody's gonna die. Hey. Um, they, just, they, just, they just do what they want. And they just exactly. have a good time doing it. So I love how, and in, in in according to Taro, it's literally been him and Sato for the last like two decades. But he opened he, like I I love listening to his interviews because he's got no filter, and he just does and says what he wants, and it's like it's great. Um, he also yeah. has like he also recently did uh, not recent I, I say recently but it's it's not recent recently. But there's a thing that's been being reshared around Facebook about one time when he was talking about cosplayers. And just like, Yoko Taro is, is definitely a mad hatter if there ever was one. But he's also very down to earth at times. So, what, what was the quote? I don't remember the name of the quote. Oh god, he was talking about cosplay and like he was confused as to why there was so much uh, judgment and negativity in the cosplay community. <laughs> And it's just like, he was saying uh, about how we should just enjoy each other's creativity and stuff. I can't remember the exact quote. Um, oh, here it is. I found it. Thanks, Silicon Era. Yoko Taro's off for fun and games and often likes to troll like no other. But he recently put his down his foot down to share one public service announcement on Twitter about people just my go fan art and cosplay. I was looking at an image of Nine S versus a bunch of TV the one from the tower. And thought, oh, that was a good idea to take a bunch of photographers for replicating a thing. But then I was amazed to realize that it was actually just a bunch of TV cosplayers. The reason why I don't Post URLs or actively retweet on cosplay and illustration is because I want to avoid sending weirdos their way. However, I do post things when it's a part of the art you make. I think getting public exposure is part of the job. And this is the standard of the cosplay community. I've always thought that there were way too many people who complain about fan art and cosplay of others. Even if the illustration sucks, or if the cosplay is completely different from the character. At, very, at the very least, they still make me happy. These people basically do it because that's what they like to do. So outsiders should just shut up and stop whining. At least that's what I think. Yeah, Yoko yeah. Taro's fucking amazing. Yeah, go Yoko Taro. Uh, he knows what's it. Yep, and then... And as I stated, his, he found a friend in Arasato. 
Mm. Sato was like, look, every time they talk about each other, like, I still don't understand why Sato keeps coming to me with Square Enix's paw and say, tell me to make a video game. You do know what I make, right? <laughs> At this point, four games. What in, is like one of my favorites? I mean. When they were like, um, it was uh, back when Sinnoh Alice was being developed, mm-hmm. and uh, like just just because, like I think it was in a, one of the people had said that they wanted him to draw a couple of the characters' outfits, like revealing more skin, uh-huh. and he was like. Uh, okay, I'll change the outfits. And you know what he did? He made them cover more skin. <laughs> Just to be a git. And then, <laughs> I, I love think it. I remember that because then he commented and said, don't blame me, I still have to please Mr. Sato over there because that Square Enix money you're making me play around with. You know me, I'm the guy who likes this stuff. Oh, Yeah, I, so it's just like no one it, can really tell your exactly. character what to do. Exactly, and I love it because he and said I think that. So, and I love it because he said it right around the time, uh, the the uh, video of his um day in the life of interview type thing came out, and it was just him yeah. staring at the picture of the of the Japanese idol. Oh, you think that this isn't me? I'm right here, looking at a butt for exactly the reason that you think I'm looking at a butt. <laughs> I think like it's it, it it's like one of those are like at least he's honest. Yep. And I think that's what a lot of people like about him. And I, I think like uh, that's a thing that Square should concentrate a bit more on is just being honest, having fun. Um, like I'd, I'd love but to know that, who's in charge of the Square Enix Twitter right now because they're 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 going off on one and it's great. Like I've I never seen they, that Twitter so active. Because I think they finally finally figured it out. Mm. The board doesn't have social media and they let the dark lord of 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 people do its fucking job, which is bringing people in. Well, I I would oh, love to know who's oh. in charge of the Crazy Nomura account. You do know that's a parody account. Yeah. yeah, no, no, I know it's a parody account. I just want to know who's in charge of it. That is also true. <laughs> I kind of want to give him a high five because, like, it, it's it's just hilarious. Like, because they, they don't, they, they, they do make it obvious that they're not actually Nomura. Mm. It's just for fun. Oh, yeah. Obviously holds a deep place in my star heart. And of course I wasn't expecting this. But you know what? Eh, fuck it. It's just a discussion between two friends. That was literally there just to pad out the schedule. Um, <laughs> but I mean, the, the pros and cons of, of, uh, of this sort of thing is you can just go through and cut out any bits that where we got kind of off topic. Because there was a bit in the middle where we did chat a lot about stuff that was completely not related at all yeah but we may have talked but i mean the stuff that we were was actually was technically related we were talking about square enix merchandise i don't think there was a point that we weren't talking about square enix i don't think that there was a point where we weren't talking about square enix because even then we were talking about the merchandise 
Yeah, and I always spent a shit ton of money on the merchandise. Which actually goes <laughs> to prove our point of how we're addicted like, to this shit. Like, squirrel, take all money. <laughs> exactly. Um. So. I may just leave this entire thing up as is, and I'll just put it in the beginning. You don't have to listen to this. This one is there to pad out the schedule. This one is it. Uh, just to show that people really enjoy this stuff. Oh, that there's still somebody out there. And you know what? It, it was just fun to do. We spent the last four hours talking about Scary in some way, shape, and form. It's very rare that I get to do this. Yes, and to say that, and to, and to guise it as a podcast, cool. I just basically, I don't mind, I don't mind this lie. Uh, <laughs> this was just well, a beautiful, con- it was a beautiful conversation that I am guising as a podcast. Um, well, the thing is, like, podcasts are usually that, they're usually conversations, and you yeah. never really know where they're going to take you. Yep. Uh, and I did not know where this was going to take me. And <laughs> I think this is actually kind of the best way to end it. In which, yeah, the best episode, Liam, is the best physical episode. Which is going to be, I may actually release that one false. I was thinking about releasing this conversation with false, but I'm actually thinking about just leaving this. Just do it as a last thing, like a bonus, a bonus thing. Yep, a bonus episode in which me and Show just sit here and rant about, rant and rave about Final Fantasy culture, about Final Fantasy. Because that's what it was. It was beautiful. It was, it was great. And I'm definitely, yeah, I got, uh, yeah, I'm gonna release Liam on Monday, and then for the last one of the month, it's just gonna be. If you want to watch this, great. It's there. But this is completely bonus filler. Oh. Yeah. It was fun. It was fun bonus filler. But on the same note, this is also four hours long. And yes, I bet you any money we could probably find something that will latch us on for the next hour. But I think you and me both agree. Because that is now making it 3 a.m. over there. 4 a.m. almost. It's, it, it is currently 4 a.m. Yeah. So, uh, uh, it's, it's definitely looking at, we could go on for another hour, but could we? <laughs> and I'm going to say, I think we, I think everybody who, basically, here's what I'm saying to everybody who listened to this part. You guys are fucking mad, lads. I love you. But why? Why <laughs> did you listen to this part? And why are you still here? Shouldn't you be doing something right now? Did you leave the computer on by accident? I don't know. But if you all feel ill, congratulations. I don't know what you won, but email me. My email's on my on, on the website. <laughs> um. Other than that, I yeah, because I tend to cap these things out about an hour. I let the I let the discussion go. But it was fun, and 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 and, and it's great. 
now I'm going to sit back here and say, I think it's time to bid you adieu for multiple reasons, including the uh, fact that we're both going to be up trying to get into the uh, Zoom call. I just paid fifty dollars for Supercon because uh, one of the yes. one of the signature yes one of the signatures one last Supercon moment uh, with Steven. I try. I have spent so many. I've gotten three VIP tickets. One, Nobuo Uzumasa was sick, so he did not show up. Two, I had to back out at the last minute. And three, I misexplained to my brother what was going on, so he did not give me the money in time. I had an opportunity to get an actual VIP ticket to the Yoko Shimomura concert, but I didn't. But there's another reason why 15 is my favorite, and that's mainly because I have Shimamore's signature on there as well. And that's because my friend walked in with two items. Whereas everybody else only had one. Because guess what? It was told to only get one. And Susan Calloway and Arnie said, I think you're looking for Shimamore. And she's down there. Say, and, and Susan just said, I ain't breaking contract. And I'm like, well, there you go. <laughs> Break contract, <laughs> but when she healed this tomorrow, it's gonna kind of be funny. Like, wait, that was for you? Yes, yes, that was for me. <laughs> so, ultimately said, this is gonna be fun. But I'm on the same note. I think you want to start getting ready for bed. So I'm going to say, thank you for the conversation. This was truly awesome. And to everybody here, go to fuck the place if you still hell. <laughs> Good night. Good night, show. I will see you tomorrow. Take care. <laughs>